And now, from the beautiful Lakeside Studios of Wave Radio Boston, it's the first wave with John. I don't remember. Kevin McHale. Don't, uh, <laughs> ever, ever, ever call me stupid. Okay. Pete. It was like a, a, the pot of gold at the end of the leprechaun's rainbow. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. And Becca Lee. I'm lactose intolerant. That stings the nostrils in a good way. Thank God for them internets. Dance off, bro. Me and you. The best radio station in the world. In the world. Is right here. Right now. Well, we're waiting. And now, the program scientifically proven to cure hemorrhoids. You're right, the first wave on Wave Radio Boston. All right, welcome into another Thursday evening. Welcome to the first wave on Wave Radio Boston. We're broadcasting live from the Wave Radio Boston studios presented by the Westover Inn and the 1846 Tavern. Welcome in. Uh, my name is Pete. Uh, John Anthony is not with us this evening. And Becca Lee will be checking in just a little bit later uh, with the Coming At You Live concert report. I believe she's also got a Wave Crashers report this evening from our street team. Uh, so very excited to hear that. I know there was a flurry of activity over the weekend. Uh, actually, I myself uh, was out and about amongst the people. Uh, it's very scary for the people uh, generally when I'm out and about amongst them. Uh, but there I was uh, out and I uh, actually went to uh, Thirsty First in uh, Lowell, Massachusetts. I'm actually, I'm, I'm sure this is fantastic for radio, but I'm rocking my Thirsty First uh, pandemic support shirt this evening. So uh, su suggest, I don't, I don't, actually, I don't know if that's uh, still available or not, uh, but uh Definitely try to check those out. Uh, people look at you weird when you walk into their bar with uh, a shirt that says uh, the bar name on it. But uh, we were there to support them. But anyway, we were at uh, the Thirsty First uh, Tavern and Grill in Lowell, Massachusetts on Saturday and caught a, a great uh, set of bands out. Uh, first was the uh, Johnny Earthquake Band. Uh, don't know if you've ever seen this band, uh, but this is a three-piece I don't even know how to describe them. There was some punk elements. There were some surf elements. There was a lot of pirate elements uh, to it. Uh, Johnny himself uh, was dressed full in pirate regalia and uh, definitely dedicated to, uh, to that, that move for sure. Full big beard and dreads and everything. It was awesome look. And uh, they did a couple punk songs and then would break it down and... <laughs> He sat at a lap steel, a honest to God lap steel, and played like surf tunes. It was amazing. Uh, so a great night there. And then uh, some kind of nightmare. Uh, a, now, this was a straight ahead punk uh, trio from San Diego, all the way from San Diego to Lowell, Massachusetts, uh, making their way across the country. Uh, three piece band. Um, a, a co-lead singers, a guitar player uh, and a uh, female bass player were co-lead singers and they just uh, ripped through a, a set there. 
super sweaty set. It was fantastic. And uh, then the night was ended by C.E. Skidmore and the Damn Fine Band. Uh, that was the first time I had ever seen, uh, well, any of these bands, but I uh, heard a lot about C.E. Skidmore before, and uh, they did not disappoint. So uh, fantastic bands. We're talking to um, all of them. Uh, we got music from uh, Johnny Earthquake and Some Kind of Nightmare, so we're going through those and hope to bring uh, some of those songs to you all very, very soon and uh, reaching out to C.E. Skidmore uh, as we speak, actually. Uh, so we've got a fantastic show for you tonight, though. That was my Saturday night, but we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, we've got the boys from Octavate uh, in the house, uh, so we'll be talking to them uh, the, as part of the night's uh, festivities, which is uh, really a CD release party for their new EP. We're really excited to uh, listen to all of the new music coming off the Oct- Octavate uh, EP. So we're super excited about all that. So uh, we got, we're up against a little bit of a clock. So let's play some music. What do you think? Uh, I think so. But if you want to uh, talk to the boys, be sure to uh, get on the Abrews listener line. That's 617-829-9283. Uh, you can call and talk to uh, Octavate after this music break. Or if you want to send some texts in, ask some, ask some questions, you can do that via our text line, 617-764-9283. All right, let's get to some music. It's the darkness.
think I love Just slip into the rhythm of my heart With a chance we can make it now When I look until the sun goes down Broadcast for a Wave Radio Boston News Flash. Dateline, Washington, D.C. The newly established Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Division of the World Health Organization has warned about the spontaneous combustion of people using old timey announcer voices. Wait, that's ridiculous.
yeah, that's Gold Star Boulevard. Fantastic band out of the Wooster, Massachusetts area. And their song, Thumb, uh, they were just at the jungle not too long ago. I, got, I believe they got a bunch of shows coming up. Check them out on Facebook. And at the top of that set, we had the darkness and I believe in a thing called love. And just remember, folks, Wave Radio Boston is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week at Wave Radio Boston Rocks. Excuse me, WRB Rocks. Just press the big, well, not big red listen button, the little black listen button to listen to our live programming. You also find on-demand show replays, news schedules, and everything else uh, and more. Go to Wave Radio Boston uh, for everything Wave Radio Boston. Join the real radio revolution and say... F U to FM. Oh, that was so nice. All right. So we are settling in and we are joined in the studio by the band Octavate. And uh, you may may recognize one of the voices uh, that you hear. Uh, You can hear him every Sunday from 7 to 9, providing you the icing to the cake that is your weekend. Very nice. Uh, Thank you. That's hard, you know. That is. A lot of people get that wrong. I get it wrong, actually. Uh, that's why, that's why uh, I, I let Astro do it. <laughs> I, 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 I love that you wrote it on the wall. <laughs> Thank you. I did, I did that specifically so you guys would say it. <laughs> yes, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, usually, John John gets it, and sometimes he gets it right. Sometimes he doesn't get it right, but he always tries. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're, of course, talking about uh, our pal Prosty. Uh, uh, so welcome. Are you Prosty uh, for this endeavor, or are you Josh, or are I'm you Prosty. Jack? Yeah. You're Prosty. Well, it depends on who is talking to me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, most people call me Prosty, um, but like sometimes, like someone will call, like my mother will call, and she'll be like, Joshua A. Prost. Oh know. boy. Yeah. So. You know there's trouble. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, uh, so tell us a little bit, Octavate, and uh, introduce us to your uh, bandmate. Yeah, so I'm here with my main man, Sean Valley, uh, and we recorded this album, this EP together, um, and it's happened during the COVID era, uh, 100% during the COVID era. Right? Yeah, if you think about it, we got together January 2020 and said, got an idea, let's put a band together, Yeah. right? right. Mm-hmm. Got a, and, and we started Perfect working timing. on it, started working on it, things started to gel in mm-hmm. February, and then March... And then uh, no, we, you got you got COVID first. I I did. I I was I <laughs> went to San Francisco. So we were waiting for you, earlier yeah. doctor. I, I went to San Francisco. I may have brought something home to share. Yeah. I don't know. There was no proof of it. There was okay. no testing back. This is actually before the whole world shut down. This is uh, end of February, first week of yeah. first wow. week of March. Oh yeah. So you really were an early adopter. I was an early, a very early adopter. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. 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 Uh, and then uh, and then we said, okay, it looks like uh, we're going to our homes. And then from our homes, we said, all right, let's make a band name. Yeah. Right. And it's and we made a band name and, and Josh is always writing songs. So he'd be writing songs and, and uh, we would uh, we would listen to these things back and forth. He'd be sending files to us uh, back and forth and um, spent a year doing this, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A year. Yeah. And uh, the songs that were written during this time um, were all fully written besides Money Changes Everything, the cover, which was written mm-hmm. by Tom. What's his name? Tom Snow or something like we'll that. We'll go with that. Made famous by Cindy Lauper. We Made all know famous that. By, right. ah, so, okay. so it's our only cover on the album. But yeah. the other four were written all during the COVID era, which is weird because I have like 50 songs that I wrote like 
mm-hmm. all during my life. But we decided not to take those. We decided to say, let's take what's going on now yep. and do that. And that's what happened. Very true. Very true. Tom, Tom Gray of the brains. Tom Gray. That's it. That's, that's it. right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so so you mentioned you're writing all the time. How do you decide that this song's an Octavate song, this is a Jack Pro song, this is a number nine song? Mm. How, how, do, yeah. I, I asked how does that, that question. I asked that question as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack Pro's band songs are all old, 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 old. Oh, okay. They're all the songs I wrote when I was like young and trying to figure shit out. Okay. Um, and they're all um, much less heavy. The like mm-hmm. I didn't get into really heavier music until I got older and like learned about Chevelle, right? Okay. Like, they were Chevelle and Tool. Really, they didn't exist when I was young, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to. Um, yeah, Guns N' Roses and, mm-hmm. and, and I guess Rage was about as hard as it would get. But yeah. I was listening to like Almond Brothers and Grateful Dead. So that's okay. what, that was more of my influence. So that's what into Jack Pro's band. And, and that's what that album came from. Ah, okay. But then um, when I did Octavate and Number Nine, yep. that is stuff that I wrote after that period, after I would say maturing as a musician. Yeah. And just having different influences that didn't exist then, like Tool which have changed my life, you know, mm-hmm. and like Chevelle, who I always mention, um, I, I don't think they're as critically acclaimed, um, but yeah. they're a real like piece of my heart. I don't know why, but I just mm-hmm. love their sound. So like bands like that have yep. really influenced the way I write. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I went. So Octavate is like a cross between um, a lot of the stuff that I, I was influenced by when I was younger, yeah. Def Leppard and, you know, that kind of stuff with Tool and, and that kind of stuff. And um, so that's what Octavate was. Number nine is even heavier, right? So there's stuff that I don't think Sean would want to sing. Like it's a little bit heavier, heavier, right? Screaming. Mm. And I know you're nah. not a screamer guy. So I love screaming music, but I'm not a screamer. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I wouldn't give that to Sean. Sure. Um, so sure. that's kind of how it happened. And actually, there's another song. There's a sixth song that Sean... Actually, there's seven. There's two other songs that we've uh, done together. One mm-hmm. is called Hold My Drink. Okay. Um, and I didn't tell you this, but <laughs> I sent that to a producer. Oh, no boy. Surprise. Um, yesterday. Oh, is that right? Yeah. All right. Um, the so future's, really the future's already set. Yeah. Love yeah. It. So um, Trevor Boggs, the guy who mm-hmm. has yeah, been yeah. producing my number nine stuff, who's friggin' awesome. So really excited about that. And he produced um, Money Changes Everything. So right. you know. Yeah, I love that mix. Yes. Um, so we're going to do Hold My Drink. Um, and we already talked about this. It, it will eventually go on a number nine album. Um, and then the first song we ever started writing together called Wasted Time has not been completed yet. It's been sitting on. It's been just kind of sitting on ice for a while. Yeah. It's funny. I think of. I think of the Jack Prost band songs because you had those songs written and we used to jam those before okay. we decided to create something. We said, let me, let's experiment with those a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Octavate to me was like, this is a band experience. We're going to create a rock band experience, okay. a hard rock band experience. Mm-hmm. And and I think of number nine as, as Josh experimenting and exploring yes. lots of different avenues too. Because I actually, and I think of your three different projects, me being a, a part of some of them as they ha- they do have definitive boundaries to them. They do. Yeah, they absolutely do. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Now, so we talked about uh, some of Prosty's uh, influences. What, what are some of your, inf- your influences, Sean? I got a, I've got a lot of influences. So I've always, I've grown up always as a musician. Uh, I was, if I think of myself in the 1980s, I was a 
Duran Duran Prince fan. Right? Oh boy, Just give okay. me a sense of kind of where yeah. I started. Okay. Um, and then and then this little known band named Guns N' Roses shows up ah, on the scene yeah. and then turned my world upside down. Mm-hmm. So that whole era of Guns N' Roses, Skid Row, and then I had to backtrack to the world of Motley Crue and kind of that that okay. the era of the the end of the hair bands, yep. the, you know, the hard rocking hair bands became kind of really what I focused in and and really what I loved as as a musician and uh, as a creator. Um, fast forward to today, I actually love the new rock music and I put air quotes around what we call rock music sure. today. Yeah. 21 Pilots, Panic at the Disco, very different stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, Josh mentions like a group like Chevelle, mm-hmm. who it, in truth should probably be one of my favorite bands, but if it wasn't for Josh, I wouldn't have even known who they were. Yeah. So I kind of fell out of the new rock scene. I see. Probably around the uh, the Lincoln Park era. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love the rock rap yeah. mixture of, of yeah, music. Yeah, me too. Um, as, a, as a musician, as a singer, I've always gravitated towards the belters. So, uh, you know, Journey, Axl Rose, gotcha. those, those vocalists who love to belt yeah. were always are, always have been, still are my idols. And they're the ones who I say, I want to be like them when I grow up. I see. Okay. And wow, do you belt some of the songs on, on uh, Octavate? That's probably one of the more fun things where you say, you, you've given me that freedom to, uh, <laughs> to say, where can we take this? And, and yeah. you know, tell me where we got to bring it back. So. Yeah. Like my, when you sent back the vocals for My Wasteland, I was like, my knees buckled and I fell and I was like, oh my God, this is it. <laughs> oh boy. It was awesome. You it brought, awesome. You yeah, brought I mean, Prosty to his knees. Yeah. I, I mean, I still think My Wasteland as overall um, is one of my two favorite songs ever. Oh wow. And a lot of that is because of the way of where you brought it, you know? So, I mean, yeah, you belted that and you did bring it to, because what I do is I sing the songs first Mm-hmm. And then I give them to Sean and I'm like, here's how I sang it, but I know I suck. So you just sing it better. <laughs> and oh my God, did he. <laughs> it's been a really interesting project. So I love to write songs. I like, I like to create songs. And mm-hmm. one of the unique things with Josh is Josh actually will create the song from beginning to finish. A guitar part, some type of a rhythm, some type of a melody, writes some lyrics, even yeah. creates a vocal melody, creates a drum track, creates okay. like the full, the full piece of it. And the story that I've said to other people, I go, I am so spoiled. He hands me this beautiful piece of art and says, can you just stand in front and deliver the, the front part? And yeah. I, I, I feel spoiled. I feel like the, this beautiful piece of art's delivered to me and I get to, I get to stand in front and, yeah. and deliver it. Now, and the lyrics are already written, right? So it's, it's literally sing, sing my emotions for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I think you've, you've dabbled in some, you know. If I think about it, right. Wearing thin, you did the one more day. Yeah, right. so so Josh, I, I think I add five percent to the to the, to the lyrics. <laughs> okay, lyrics, yeah, I, okay. I earn my keep in songwriting. <laughs> yeah. Punch it up a <laughs> yes, little. Get my five percent right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I know we're a little bit against the clock. Um, so we want to get one of the ones from the EP on before we we go live. Um, we are going to be listening to the the, the guys play live. Um, do we want to start? I, I, what I have right now is Slithering, but we can yeah. do anything. You want to start with Slithering? Yeah, that's or? the first song we did. Oh, okay. That was cool. the first one that we completed yeah. and released. Yeah. Um, so I have two versions. I have one that says Master and one that doesn't. Uh, is there? A, do the a, Master one. Okay. That's what I thought. And um, tell us a little bit about Slithering. Uh, uh, Slithering was so you, I'm not supposed to get political. So are you sure you want to talk about this? Uh, you can, you know, <laughs> see what you can do with that. Uh, all right. So again, complete COVID, right? Yep. And, um, you know, Slithering is 
about the the lyrics are nation we're all in isolation mm -hmm. um something disgraceful uh uh um administration killing a generation okay every day so listen to the suited snake you know who the suited snake is. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, listen as he dictates. Watch him. Watch, watch us as we slip away. Uh -huh. Everything is downplayed. Um, how's? Do you remember the rest? I like. I like how you're just walking through literally every lyric of the song right now. <laughs> I love it because I, I think of the story. It's like this is a 2020 song. It is truly yeah. a song that yes. defines 2020 from our from your yeah. view. Yeah. It it encompasses. The pandemic it encompasses the u.s political scene that unfolded yep. um in front of all of our eyes mm -hmm. and in the story you hear it but you don't hear it like we're speaking to the story without specifically calling out yeah. names and as you as you listen to it and as you listen to it on a replay a second time a third time through you start to pick up we're talking about the year 2020 in the yep. united states is really what we're talking yeah. about and, yeah. and i would tell you the vision that i get is um there is a semi-truck in New York City. Yeah. It was parked outside a hospital. Yeah. Um, and whenever, and the, the chorus ends, mm -hmm. um, ventilate, resuscitate, another one refrigerate. Ah. Because Oof. that's what they were doing. They were using those trucks to yep. refrigerate the dead people. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. So that's what slithering is to me. It's just, it was my anger at watching TV, seeing mm -hmm. people dying, the re hearing about resuscitation, ventilation, yep. and then seeing that truck, yeah. you know, um, refrigerate. Yep. And that's what Sean screams at the end, refrigerate. And mm -hmm. that is what that song is. So back to, to your it's, topic of I sing Josh's ideas. He yeah. brings these to me and then I, and then I own them internally. Ah, I feel okay. them. And, mm -hmm. and the songs that we completed were the songs that Josh would bring to me. And again, I'd add my 5% to right, them. Right. But I, I was feeling what Josh was yeah, putting together. Yeah, you have together. to have that simpatico. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys have to be connected on mm -hmm. a lot more than just a musical level. Mm -hmm. Very cool. All, All right, right well, one more thing about slithering. Yeah. Yes. I play it on a baritone, not a guitar. Oh, very cool. All right. Well, let's hear Slithering. we got a lot to listen to. <laughs> All right, let's hear Slithering by Octavate.
right. That's the first one off of the Octavate EP. That's Slithering. And uh, just for you guys, uh, they've made their way over uh, to the, uh, our, our, our semi-live area. But first, you want to hear your original music on Wave Radio Boston? Email us at, wave ra- at media at waveradioboston.com with a song or two and tell us a little bit about you. We'll get back to you about profiling your music and upcoming gigs. Join the real radio revolution and say F you to FM with Wave Radio Boston. All right, let's do a little bit of uh, live on the fly uh, uh, sound check in here. All right, give me a little prosty. Oh, it's so nice. All right, how about you now, Sean? Hey, how are we doing now? How we got this? We got this? All right. All right, right. I got it. Thank you. All right, whenever you guys are ready. This song is called, oh, is that what we're going to (laughs) do? This song is called Wearing Thin. Feel my patience wearing thin It seems frustration is the shape I'm in My television counts the end of days A heavy collision's what they'll never say Social distance is the theme of the day A selfish resistance chooses not to obey My isolation is what lies therein I feel my patience wearing thin Find a way, hide away, slide away
feel my patience wearing thin Now sedation's where I wish I'd been My blurry vision sees the end of days The heavy collision made it go Excellent, uh, excellent. All right, well, the boys make their way back to the table. Uh, so that's uh, Wearing Thin from our, our, our pals at Octavate off their latest EP. So that was, uh, oof. Talk, and talk about, uh, you know, just jumping in impromptu on the, uh, on the vocals. Oh, man, powerful, huh? I yeah. see, I see where, where, where you got this guy, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the first time uh, tonight's the first time that's ever been played live. Mm. Ever, ever, ever. The truth is, Cut right? We, we created these songs during lockdowns and quarantines. And yeah. we would uh, we'd be sending these files, pieces back and forth to each mm -hmm. other saying, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Try this again. Try that again. Yep. And wow. um, what was so unique about it was other than us, maybe twice during during the last year, getting into a room together to play a little bit of a practice, you know, masking and all the different things. Mm -hmm. This is the first time we've been together actually performing. Yeah. Wow. You wouldn't know it. Yeah. But I think I've heard you sing it on your show. That's true. I do a Twitch, <laughs> I do a Twitch live stream. Oh, and I perform you? these on, on the live. But the oh, difference wow. is it's Josh on a box. There's no uh, Josh yeah. in the room. It's <laughs> the first time we've actually been in yeah. a room together playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a little different. Wow. That was very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I do love listening to Sean. Sean's got a show mm -hmm. uh, on Twitch, and he does he does everything. He plays drums for songs. He sings for songs. He plays mm. guitar for songs. Wow. And, uh, yeah, people, he's got, like, 300 songs in his repertoire. Is that right? Wow. It's up to 500 now. Holy moly. But it's, it's, oh, wow. it's, 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 it's actually somewhat of a request show. So yeah, oh, really? But it's, it's, it's pseudo radio show, yeah. except... I will uh, I will play drums over over a track, but I will only play drums over tracks where I've found either the original masters and could pull the drums out. Oh sure. Or or somehow get a mix that way. Yeah. And then I'm not a guitar player. I know a handful of guitar songs, but I'll yeah. do the same thing. I'll play guitar. Uh -huh. um, and it's a request show, so lots of popular you know, oh, rock wow. songs over the years. But and did then, you write Zero Matter? I'm sorry. I did. So I have a handful of our originals and my own originals as well. So yeah. wow. 
Yeah, so there's a song he wrote called Zero Matter that sounds like Pink Floyd. I, I said that from the beginning. And it's really, Pete, you got to hear really? Zero Matter. It oh, sounds like, it. actually sounds more like Roger, uh, not Roger Waters, um, uh, David Gilmore. Oh, okay. Like a David Gilmore um, solo song or okay. maybe like a David Gilmore, like off Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. And it's great. What I love about Josh telling me these things, <laughs> I've never been a Pink Floyd listener. Yeah. Really? Like it's something that my friends have been the Floyd fans, not yep. me. And and so when Josh said, hey, that song sounds like Pink Floyd, I'm like, well, let me go back to the early 60s and start listening to Pink Floyd because <laughs> I wasn't one of those guys. So it, yeah. it, it's really interesting to you hear an inspiration that wasn't an inspiration, which yeah. is really, I, lo- I kind of love how that happened. Yeah. Check out some uh, David Gilmore solo stuff and the guitar yeah is spot on it really is the so way it's that, that it's yeah. that ethereal stratocaster sound it's yes ethereal perfect yeah exactly that song is very yes uh. as if you've heard it <laughs> yeah. well you know if you say one, one of the guitar parts is on a strat as well ah there you go yeah so uh yeah so but when you go back and when you say 60s pink floyd be careful because you can fall down the sid barrett rabbit yes hole. right animals so you got to be careful there it's good to know yeah, good to know that. there's lots of hallucinogens involved and yes yeah so you got to be very careful mm-hmm. unless you'll end i will heed that warning thank you yes yes, yes. Now it's all david gilmore yes mm-hmm. yes david david and roger um yeah just wish they could get along they yeah just can't get along i know but uh, so wearing thin did we we didn't talk about really about that too much uh, wearing thin again, another COVID thing, um, and that such was such a theme from some of our songs. Uh, yeah, uh, and that was more of a a personal thing for me. Uh-huh. Where um, do you remember when when um, so lockdown happened on like uh, March thirteenth? Okay, right. Yep. yep. Do you remember when we were all just starting to um, n- not get used to being locked down? Right. Like, yeah. Um, like mid April. Yeah. Right. Yep. Four weeks in mm-hmm. and we were like, is re- toilet paper still really not available? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are people still like freaking out? And mm-hmm. you watch the TV and it mm-hmm. was all about doom and gloom and yeah. you couldn't go out without a mask. You weren't, you, I mean, mm-hmm. just everything, everywhere you looked, yeah. it was, it was scary. Yeah. And sure. my soul was wearing thin at that time. Uh. And, um, so that's what, that song is about and actually there's one there's one lyric in it that says um, a heavy collision made it go away Mm -hmm. because there was one night i don't know what i was smoking but (laughs) it it wasn't anything crazy bad because i was at home yeah um but i remember thinking this is all bullshit there's an asteroid coming yeah and this is their way to get us all home with our families uh before it happens and i was like well I guess maybe I would do the same thing. It's yeah. probably like what they should do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had convinced myself that oh. maybe it's just an asteroid okay. and a heavy collision is going to make this all go away. Ah, so right. this was like, I, I think I wrote this in like two days. What What is it? Now my take on this, Josh delivers me this music in these uh-huh. lyrics. I'm just getting over getting sick from... Right, right. I had, yeah. I had been... Uh, flu tested, not positive. There mm-hmm. was no COVID test at that right, point. Right. I'm getting over some illness that I that I don't know what it was. I'm mm-hmm. having some guesses. Yeah. He sends me this lyric, and this this illness that I'm getting over with. I got to a point where I started to inform my family that something's not right. I don't know if I'm going away. 
but really? something's not right. And he hands me this lyric as I'm having these thoughts of, of my end of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Potential. Something wasn't right. I was, I was to that point. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. And so I internalized oh. Josh's words, but the way that I saw them. And it was very interesting. He writes these powerful words, and I hear my voice in the words, and I'm hearing some of his story, and I'm, I'm internalizing mm. some of it. Mm. And, uh, and you create a thing, and then I somehow said, this is mine now. Let's do this. Yeah, totally. Wow. That's, yeah. a, that's a powerful connection that you guys have. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He, he gets it, and he, he yeah. sings it the way I would do it if I could... If I was way better, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's like w- exactly what I, uh-huh. what I would want and more. Now, how long have you guys known each other all in kind of? Uh, almost. A few years. What's that? Is it a few re- years. Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Three, four? No, more, more than that. More. We, we met when you were doing Power Surge um, with Scott, and I've been watching you guys play for at least five years. I've been with him four or five, so it's got to be somewhere around there. Yeah, that's how I met you. So he's Mm -hmm. in a he's in a cover band with the guy who produced Jack Prost band. Oh, okay. So that's how I first. I actually knew your wife before I knew you. That's right. You guys coached together because they we yeah we coached soccer. Oh, Um, yes. So, uh, yeah. So I would say five years. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you guys have that d- deep of a connection uh, through that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Soulmates. <laughs> Love Soul, it. Love it. Soul band mates. Yeah. There's yes. a new song in this somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Um, all right. So um, I know we're kind of working on a clock uh, here. So um, we're going to go to Better Never Than Late, which is the title track. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do we want to say about that before we play it? And we uh, let Sean... Yeah, um, so better never than late. The the words, uh, the lyrics in that are just me having fun with cliches. Okay. And, uh, you know, you know they say better late than never. Right, right. Yep. Never late. There's a whole bunch of them in there. And I was like, I, I wrote this song. Um, I was in a big tool phase. So this okay. is all bass, and you'll hear it when it starts. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a completely bass-driven song, and then I wrote all everything else around the bass line. Okay. Um, and so I was just having so much trouble, like with lyrics, like I, the lyrics are always the last thing I write cause it's hard. It's the hardest. Okay. Um, for me anyways. Yeah. And so I was like, just looking up, like, what do people do? What do people write about? What do people say? And then like, I, I somehow got into this thing about cliches. Don't use cliches. Oh, right. So I was like, fuck yeah. that. I'm using cliches. Only I'm gonna, cliches. I'm going to turn them around <laughs> backwards. Ah. Um, so I just wrote the song that, that went against what I was not supposed to do and switch it around. Okay. And that's, that's what the song's about. But it's really about, uh, I mean, it's really the, the music itself is, um, I wanted to write something that didn't have verse, chorus, verse mm-hmm. and do the regular algorithm that everybody says you're supposed to do if yep. you want to make a hit. I was yep. like, screw that. Yep. I was like, I love the journey and I'm just going to write a song that, that, takes itself on its own journey and it ends in whatever way it ends and it starts okay. in whatever it starts. Um, and I, and so I just like freeformed it for a couple of weeks and yeah. uh, this is what happened. Oh, nice. And then um, how about your side of it, Sean? <laughs> so as I saw these lyrics, I, I, I got the humor. I got so much humor from what Josh <laughs> was saying. Mm-hmm. But the song does not sound humorous. It's not. It's it, it's not lively in your face. It feels dark. It's okay. deep. So what's interesting is, it goes with the cliche as well. Like your 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 lyrics are humorous, but your music is dark. You're not following the rules. The song yeah. does not follow the rules. I see. So I enjoyed just being free with the song. There was no. Mm. There was. 
there was no deep message, but how do we make the song sound and deliver deep? Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that was the fun I had with it. Nice. Very cool. All right. Let's listen to uh, Octavate, Better Never Than Late. It's the title track of their newest EP. Check it out.
Hey, it's Pete, and I just want to take a minute to tell you about our sponsor, the West Dover Inn. This is a great inn located in the Deerfield Valley of the Green Mountain National Forest, so you know the surrounding area is some of the best around. They're just two miles from the base of Mount Snow. Super convenient and centrally located from all of the major attractions Southern Vermont has to offer. The inn has 12 gorgeous updated rooms, each with a private bath. And you know how important that is. I mean, anytime you're staying in an inn, you got you to gotta make sure. Is it a shared bathroom or that you have your own bathroom? These guys, you have your own bathroom. Sounds great, right? It gets even better. The inn houses the 1846 Tavern, which boasts a ridiculously delicious menu with a rotating craft beer and cocktail menu as well. So when you're planning your next trip up north, check out the Westover Inn in Dover, Vermont. You can check them out on the web at westdoverinn.com. All right. So we are back on the first wave in at Wave Radio Boston. Uh, we are hanging out with Octavate. Uh, right now, we've uh, got Prosty hanging out with us. How you doing? Uh, we're doing excellent. Uh, Sean uh, had to uh, attend to his parental responsibilities, <laughs> as I understand it. Yep. Um, and, uh, so, uh, we're going to be hanging I'm running out. away from mine. Ah, that, well, you know, that's what Thursdays are all about for me. <laughs> um, but, uh, we're going to be hanging out with proceed, listening to the rest of the Octavate EP, uh, getting all, all kinds of behind the scenes stuff from him. So if you do want to, uh, check in, ask a question, uh, be sure to check in on the a listener line. That's a, a phone line, folks, 617-829-9283. And, of course, if you're a little shy, you can always reach out via text, and that's 617-764-9283. Hey, Mom, you won't call. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> uh, so we uh, so this whole album, I mean, did you, con- did you in- initially c- conceptualize this as an EP, or was it just you know a bunch of singles that you guys were putting together and then the ball started rolling kind of thing? Ball started rolling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, we, we just had no idea how it was going to transpire. Yeah. When COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we got our practice space, and we had a, a guitarist and a drummer, uh, a couple local guys who oh, were really? awesome. Okay. Yeah. We just couldn't all get together because COVID. Sure. And by the time COVID quote broke, which it never really did. Right. Um, you know, we were uh, Sean and I are both. Uh, we both have kids, and sure. they, the other guys didn't. So ah, we were okay. We were very extra careful. Yep. And uh, the guitarist is was part of a cover band, um, and he's like, guys, I need to get out. I need to play. Sure. Yeah. Um, and we were like, okay, you know, do your thing, man. Yep. You know, God bless you. Yeah. Um, and our drummer moved. So it was just me and Sean. And we we're like, we can't afford this place. Just us two. Right. Right. And it was so hard to like, you can't really find people to immediately to come in and take it and ask them to pay to, to help, mm-hmm. you know, fund the studio. Yeah. 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 So we we're like, we got to let it go. Mm. And then Sean was in the same boat. He was like, you know what? All this time I've been doing my show his show has been really successful he's got a whole bunch of followers i i should have asked him to to share his twitch channel i i forgot yeah it's called spartan valley oh okay cool yep um and yeah it's awesome and he's he's got like when i go he's got 100 people watching him oh, from wow. all over the world that's great it's crazy that's um, awesome. so he was like you know i can't i can't do this and try to find another drummer another yeah, another yeah. you know guitar player and keep writing with you and 
do the, all this stuff. He's like, I really need to focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, I'm, I'm going to do this for now and you know, we'll, we'll see where things go. Mm-hmm. So I'm back to square one and it's yeah. me writing stuff. Um, <laughs> but the cool thing is I know I can, if, if there's a song that I know Sean will nail, I'll be like, Hey man, can you do this one? Yeah. And yeah. My guess is they'll say, yeah, 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 yeah. So we already have two other songs that can be singles, and mm-hmm. you know, over the next few years or so, I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. we'll do more. Just because, I mean, I want to because I know yeah. um, if I find the right song, he's gonna right completely crush it. Now, do you ever see this band? You know, you, do you ever see adding the extra members and actually putting together, you know, a, a touring or you know, a, a, you know, where you can gig out? Um, or yeah. is it just going to be a studio thing? Yeah, no, um, I think, um, yes. Uh, and I was actually talking, I have a, a an, an agent, um, Eugene oh. Foley, who's okay. a, a great guy and mm-hmm. he's connected. And um, he's actually, he was like, I can have Def Leppard call you on your show. And what? I was like, really? And I was like, all right, let's talk about it. We'll, we'll do it. Holy he, mackerel. Like, yeah. Um, so, um, and he's helping me out. He, he loves our music and, yeah. and so we talked today and he's like all right you need to you need to focus on your brand and figure this right, out right you know, right he's really thinking about that and he said so um with octavate let's promote octavate and see what happens and if we need to get you mm-hmm. a, a drummer and a guitar player and pay them right. something to tour or gig mm-hmm. with you you can yeah um truth be told like I'm a parent and yeah, I have a, yeah. another career, so I don't know that I'm ever going to go on tour or something. Yeah, yeah. But if if it ever you know right. broke, then I might be sure. like, you know what, I'm going to die someday, so I got to do mm-hmm. it. You know? Now, um, how about uh, I know you in the past you've done some videos. Are you, are you looking mm-hmm. at videos for any of the uh, Octavate tunes? Videos are expensive. Mm-hmm. They're so expensive. Um, so yes, the answer is yes. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm going to do, but I do them on my. By myself, yeah, and, self uh, shot, yeah, yeah, uh, and just use video footage, and yeah, yeah, uh, that, yeah. So we're gonna do money changes everything first, okay. Um, but I don't see spending a whole lot of money on a professionally produced video, mm-hmm. um, unless it's gonna, you know, return something, right? Whether it's get a whole bunch of people to watch it, or mm-hmm. or make pay for itself, right, or right, right. get us on tour, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm just not sure that's going to happen i'm kind of putting my faith in gene foley to say all right man you can do this and here's how we're going to go um but you know uh, what i'm hoping is that you know maybe we can sell a bunch of songs and sell a bunch of albums and it can it could pay for us to go into a professional studio and and do a better job and then that would be the next step and we'll see where it goes after that yeah even those lyric videos i don't know how tough those are are to do uh, but now they're cheap, but I don't, mm. I want to do a little better than that. Well, I, I mean, it just gets you into a different, um, uh, a different Avenue, right? It gets yeah. you on YouTube. Gives you more content. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Different so it just gets you a little bit wider Yeah. because I mean, so many people go there for entertainment now mm-hmm. and if you can, they can just, you know, happen onto you and not yeah. even mean to, right. You know, uh, yep. that's better. And that, that, to be honest, that's happened with our channel. I mean, there's a couple of bands that obviously are part of some algorithm somehow in, in YouTube that, you know, have, I think we've got one performance that's like 1,500 views. Wow. Which, nice. I mean, fantastic band. We love the band. Fantastic band. But it makes no sense that that band 
apart from others yeah. would blow up. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, obviously something that, you know, they're part of or they're tagged in or whatever, mm-hmm. or they tag themselves with that has done that. So yeah. uh, it definitely can happen. Yeah. So, uh, I, so I do dabble with like, I'm on YouTube for mm-hmm. all my songs and some right. of them have actual videos. Yep. Some of them are just like the, the screenshot logo. of the logo. Yeah. Right. Or yeah, something okay. like that. So yeah. that, as I have time and I can do more, sure. I'll, I'll do more. But Very yeah, cool. Absolutely. Well, you can always, you know, use the performance area for filming video too. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we so, can do that. Well, you know, just, what are you drinking over there? What is that? Uh, I'd say just a, uh, I was left over in the, uh, in the refrigerator from uh, John Anthony. It's an Allagash white. Nice. Uh, Belgian style. How about yourself? See what I'm drinking? You're drinking uh, the man. I'm drinking man. Man, you're drinking man. I like man. All right. I All need right. more man in my life. <laughs> there you go. I like Big the taste he- of this heaping man. gulps of man. I like the taste of this man. And that's good. That's <laughs> good. I see. I see you drinking. You had a little. Uh, you had a little dribble that you. Had. <laughs> a little little man on my lips. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. Nice. That's very good. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a don't ask don't tell kind of studio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nice. Perhaps we should talk more about Octavate. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, how about uh, that? So the next one we got is uh, My Wasteland. Oh, yeah. All right. So My Wasteland, um, that's my favorite song um, musically. Oh, okay. Um, and I feel like uh, I was just, um, I, I think I was in a tool mood. Um, I was going through a real tool phase uh, last year, like during the COVID and, and a little after. I, mm-hmm. You know what? I think the last band I saw before COVID was Tool when they came okay. around here. Um, and I hadn't seen them in forever. Okay. And it was one of the greatest shows ever. It's like one of those, like you get goosebumps and mm-hmm. yeah, maybe tears. Sure, and you sure. Don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was Tool. And oh, so wow. and I think it was the last show I saw before COVID broke. So I was in a real big Tool phase. So Better ne- Never Than Late was definitely kind of oh, influenced sure. by Justin Chancellor, yeah. the bass player. Yeah. Um, and I love Adam Jones too. And I, I like how he riffs. He's a big riff guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, um, I want to try something heavy like Adam does. And I just was playing around with like heavy stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I was just to a lot of um, audio slave as well. I'm a huge Tom Morello fan. So I was like mm-hmm. trying things that Tom Morello does, trying things that Adam Jones does and just like mm-hmm. playing around with stuff. And I came up with this riff um, and then it became um, a verse and then I was chorus and verse and I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I think I'm onto something here. Um, my producer, um, uh, Andrew Leyenhorst, uh was like, oh, let me help with this i'm going to add a couple of guitar parts and um he did some overlays for us okay and um it was just amazing uh the lyrics are about um you know the book by cormac uh mccarthy on the road oh yeah yep so um this was kind of on the covid side but i was like it's post-apocalyptic yeah yeah so Um, where I think I had I had a dream where um, like the shit hit the fan. Everybody died from COVID except yeah. some people, and it was like on the road. Okay, and I was dreaming that I was walking down the road, mm-hmm. and um, I it, I knew there were people. I knew I had to stay away from people. Yeah, and I knew that if I did find a person, that they probably didn't want anything good with me. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So. Um, and I had read the book again like a couple of years ago. So I was like, why don't I just write the song about that? Like yeah. from the Cormac McCarthy perspective, but yeah. more about 
kind of on the COVID era. Okay. So that's what the lyrics are about. So it's really uh, about on the road. It's like okay. a, a, a depiction of Cormac McCarthy's on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what the lyrics are about. Okay. Um, so it's a little different. It's funny um, that you mentioned that. Now, is that a dream? You mentioned that dream. Now, is that a dream you think just associated to the, you know, the book and you know, COVID and those kind of your, your subconscious making that connection? Or is that a dream that you've had for a long time? Because I remember having apocalyptic dreams. Yeah you know, throughout my life, you know, because I, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you, but we're fairly contemporaries. I remember, you know, I grew up in the nuclear age and to me it was always, you know, a a plane went overhead low. It was a, it was a nuke, you know, Mm. and and that that was always seemingly really omnipresent for me. And I would still have apocalyptic dreams where there's only so many of us left and we're walking somewhere or trying to get to somewhere. So, Um, is that is that the same experience for it, you? Yes, one part of it is a recurring dream. Okay, of um, an area near where I grew up in Pepperell, mm-hmm. Massachusetts. Um, okay, total sticks. Yep, and um, driving on one of the roads out of my neighborhood, there's a huge, huge field. Okay, and um, it, and it, I have this reoccurring dream of going past that field. Okay, and that field like calling me. It's like it's calling me about something. I don't know. Um, And that's how the song starts. Field is burning, smothering, and I can't breathe. The field was on fire. Oh, okay. um, Which was weird. And I woke up just going, wow, that's different. You know, a recurring dream Mm -hmm. changing a little bit. Right. You know, right, 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 right. And the rest of the dream was about on kind of more like on the road. So yeah, yeah, it was. So I think that you're right. It was something that, um, a little bit more powerful to me because it wasn't just something that I dreamt up one night. Right. Right. Pulled in something from my childhood that I can't explain. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's, uh, let's have a listen to my wasteland by Octavate.
All right, Wave Radio Boston is now available on smart home devices through our new streaming partner, Live 365. Well, not really new, all, all that new anymore. On Amazon devices, enable the Live 365 skill, then ask to play Wave Radio Boston from Live 365. If you have other platforms, link up with Live 365 and ask to play Wave Radio Boston from Live 365. We encourage you to listen through a good speaker, but if you're listening on your smartphone, I don't know why you would. The best way is to, with the Live 365 app available in the App Store, don't forget to go to Spotify to listen to on-demand podcasts of our previous shows. Thanks for listening to Wave Radio Boston. All right, that was My Wasteland by Octavate. Man, man, that was, that was, that's a powerful one. That, that, that one hit me pretty good. Um, that's a fun one. Yeah. And the thing that I have to keep reminding myself of is it's entire well you you said the producer did some overdubs and stuff but that's entirely you Mm -hmm. you're playing the drums no no drums no drums okay so that's somebody else or is that uh, tom dupree third okay uh who is the um touring drummer for train you know the band train oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, oh that's right yes we we, we've talked about that before Mm -hmm. tell that if people haven't heard the story this is an interesting story yeah so there's a uh there's a website where musicians can find other musicians Mm. or producers or uh, you know anything having to do with the music industry yeah um and they're they're professionals who just um they uh they let you buy their services by the hour. That's and crazy. Yeah. So um, Tom's on there, and uh, he does drums for a great price mm-hmm. <laughs> per song. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when I, when I was looking for drums, at first I was just using, I was dragging and dropping my own drum tracks in, yep. you know, and yep. I was like, uh, this sucks. I'm not a drummer. <laughs> yeah. I can't do an awesome fill. Yeah. Like, I'm dragging and, and dropping the chorus and the verse and the chorus. And I was like, it just sounds so cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. So when I create my songs originally, uh, I was just, I was doing that. Now I have loops where I yeah. can search for like thousands of different like, sure. already pre-made stuff, which yeah. sounds way better, but it's still not perfect. Yeah. So what I do is either drag my own drums if I can find them, uh, or I'm sorry, if I, uh, if I can't find a loop or I'll use a loop, mm-hmm. but then I gave it to Tom Yeah. and uh, he just, gets it you know mm. and he'll give me he'll he always gives me back three different versions of what he thinks it should be mm-hmm. and he will do like however many revisions i want yeah um and so i've been using him i i, I tried some other drummers and they were some were cool uh, but none of them were a as good as him yeah and none of them were as easy to work with and positive as him really he's just a nice guy yeah um he's great customer facing like Mm -hmm. you know like always yeah i can do that no worries um he's always on time and he's i mean he's an amazing drummer right right. so i use tom dupree the third for all of my stuff now oh cool yeah so you provide you so you give him basically the form track with the kind of like that scratch from loops or whatever and he and then he gives you some options yep that's cool. And the, but everything else, you know, all the string work is all you. Yep. And I know we talked about this before uh, with the other band, but let's talk about your process again. Cause I think, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you, you mentioned a lot of, I woke up from and I, yes, and I do this. That's it. Um, so, you know, t- talk us through that because I, I think this is, uh, you know, you, one of your bands should be nocturnal something because th- it seems like <laughs> the, that's nocturnal what's going emotions. on. <laughs> I wasn't going there, but yeah. well, that's, that's basically what yeah. it is. Like I'll wake up at 3am because in my sleep, 
I will have, you know, whether it's a bass line mm-hmm. or guitar riff or a, a lyric yeah. being sung in a particular melody. Mm-hmm. And um, before I had good recording uh, software, um, even when I had it, um, I would wake up and then I would be like, oh, that's awesome, that bass line. I'm just going to keep like mouthing it yeah. through my sleep. And and <laughs> I'll wake up at six and I'll go yeah. down or at five before everyone gets up and I'll go down and record it. Yeah. And I would fall back asleep and I'd wake up and I'd be like, God damn, I can't remember it. How it's could I forget gone. it? It was awesome. <laughs> so now what I do is at 3 a.m. when that wakes me up. Yeah. I go downstairs and plug into in an instrument, whatever yeah. the thing is knocking on my noggin. Yep. And uh, I'll record it right there. And mm. then five, six a.m. happens, and I got to get the kids ready for school, or yeah. I got to go, you know, do my own thing. And, yeah. Um, as much as I can get done there, and yeah. then for the rest of the week, mm-hmm. I'll go down as whenever I can, yeah. like at night, whenever it goes to bed or whatever. Yeah. And just keep doing it, keep playing it until it's perfect, and keep going. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's that's the main way songs get written. Um, the uh, I would say the only other way is, um, like I just told you of mm-hmm. how um, how my wasteland was written, where I yeah. was just in a completely a tool like audio slave um, mm-hmm. like funk, yeah, or not funk, but you know, like in a mm-hmm. that's all, all I could. I, I was just listening to that in a kick, yeah, um, and I was just trying different stuff out, and yeah. stuff came out, and I think that's how most people do it you know you yeah. just jam around and you you play those stuff and then you come mm-hmm. up oh that sounds good i'm going to keep that and, and record it that happens sometimes but yeah. more often than not um it happens in my sleep so you know you, you read the stories and you know watch the movies of you know the band you know rolling stones rented the you know the house in montro for yeah. a week or, or for peppers. months or whatever yep. you know and yeah like yeah the funky monk stuff yep. and stuff mm-hmm. Um, do you think you could work that way? Yes, absolutely. If you were totally immersed in it, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's a magic that happens when, um, you're in a room with other musicians, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, if you have a, a, any connection whatsoever, Yeah. because you start playing stuff and all of a sudden the stuff that you're hearing comes from someone else's brain, someone else's heart, someone else's soul, someone else's experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, someone else's meaning. Yeah. And it's all complete. It's all what you wouldn't do. And I mean, if you don't understand music, it's art, right? Right. Oh yeah. It is like, yeah, there's frets and Mm -hmm. there are notes and all the notes are the same. There's no, no, there's not a note that no one's ever played. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But, that even if you play like the same three notes, mm-hmm. the way they're played right. can be completely different mm-hmm. if a different person plays it a different way. Right. So when you get in a room with other musicians, mm-hmm. it's magic because of all that soul and heart and right. energy and all that. Yeah. So I would love to get into the Funky Monk's haunted house yeah. with a couple crazy dudes mm-hmm. and or, or more, obviously. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah. And just like, you know, set everything up and see how it goes. I mean, I think that would be, Yeah. I, I can't imagine that something great wouldn't come out of that. 
That's funny. Cause I, I mean, so you think you, you think you'd be into that even though you've had this, you know, total control and it's been your vision and everything you think you'd be okay with giving that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not second yeah. guessing you. I'm just, yeah. you know, have, you know, asking the question. Yeah. I don't need control. Yeah. It's just that there's nobody else. There's nobody else doing it. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, I, I do believe that, um, you know, for any songwriter, yeah. um, you know, they probably do have a vision sure and probably want it to go in the direction of the vision but they probably hopefully will um uh, compromise a bit right okay but i think overall as long as the vision goes in the direction you want unless Mm -hmm. your mind is completely changing like oh i see this other vision i want to go there Uh, but i don't need uh my stuff to go in a specific direction only exactly the way i need it right Uh, i mean um it's it's my vision and i try to make it make it there right uh because there's no one else really to change it Mm -hmm. uh but i think it would be awesome to get in a room with other people with visions yeah and see how compromise works yeah i mean do you think that that's something that is um i mean bands are doing it now but i'm sure even you know i mean we talk to a lot of bands and they're doing you know a lot of bands that are are even gigging bands are still putting together releases the same way you guys did. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that, you know, people will you know eventually go back to that, that kind of way? And I, and I know, you know, it's even more difficult made, you know, by the fact that the music industry is the music industry today, right? There's nobody carrying around suitcases of money anymore saying, oh, okay, we're going to rent you a house for 20 grand for right. two weeks. Go, ha- go at it and we'll hope something good comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Or, or even we're renting you a studio for a month, mm-hmm. you know you know go go make the next beggar's banquet or whatever i don't know why i'm on a stones kick but yeah yeah um because of charlie yeah i guess yeah um and uh so i I mean do you think that you know that kind of stuff will even happen anymore oh totally yeah because uh, that's the only way to collaborate i'm not crazy in saying yeah um that magic happens when you all get in a room right you know and i i think musicians know that and they feel it so you can't do it on zoom huh well, there's no magic on Zoom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Zoom filters the magic. It does. It's a <laughs> big time magic filter. Uh, but I do believe that um, a lot more music will be created mm-hmm. outside of that because that haunted house thing can't happen. I mean, right. that's uh, you know that doesn't happen very often. Right. It never happened very often before, mm-hmm. and I think it will continue to not to happen not very often. Yeah. Um, probably about the same. But what's going to happen more often? Is the way you're seeing it done now where people because if you don't have to drive an hour to practice yeah four times a week and you can practice drive to practice two times a week Mm -hmm. but instead go down to into your studio and just like play that riff a thousand times until you get it right and then um Mm -hmm. you know send it on yep um you know that works too okay i think the writing process is awesome when you're in that magical room yeah but the recording process yeah i don't i don't know unless you're recording uh i mean that uh, obviously you're recording there too but yeah. if you're just going to record something that you already know what you need to record and yeah. you can do it a hundred times you don't i mean you can do it at home and people are going to get used to that mm-hmm. i am yeah so you speak of the recording process and this is going to be a little bit inside production and stuff but grid or no grid um, do you snap? Do you snap to a grid? Do you snap your stuff on a grid? Yeah, yeah I do sometimes. Yeah, uh, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Okay. 
depending uh, upon the feel of the song or why sometimes and not and it's not part of your normal workflow for me um so what we're talking about is is you know ensuring that your tracks are all perfectly yeah. in time yeah. there's a time grid that yeah. that a lot of the software DAWs allow yeah. you to use and some people love them yeah. and that's all they do and some people abhor them yeah. and think it you know creates more mechanical sound yeah it does um, and I, I, I think I've said like do it a thousand times over and over again mm -hmm. because that's what I do. Uh -huh. okay. Um, uh, but I do snap to grid sometimes. Okay. And I only, I would say I, I only do it when what I want to play is too hard for me to play. Ah, uh, okay. I, I come up with a lot of stuff. Actually, one of the songs I'm writing now, I still haven't chosen to snap to grid yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's too hard for me to play. Uh, um, and I'm just, I, I, I'm practicing it. I, I'm, I think I'll eventually get uh -huh. there and be able to do it. Yeah. Um, Wh which part, the guitar or the bass? It's the bass. Yeah. Uh, so there's a bass part and a guitar part that are the same. Okay. Uh, but the bass, uh, uh, the guitar is in a drop C. Okay. Um, which, so I can, um, I can use open strings for it and mm -hmm. it makes it easier to play. Yeah. Um, but the bass is, uh, it's just a regular, it's a, five string bass with okay. a, um, a, a low B. So I can't use the open strings that the, the right. strings are completely, you know, they're completely different the notes. Yeah. So I have to play it on bass completely differently than I play it on guitar playing the same exact note uh -huh. and it's harder to play and it's down the bottom because yeah. the, the guitar is played in a drop C and I'm playing the bottom of the drop C. So that means I have to pay, play the bass way down the bottom which is hard mm. because you know the the strings are thicker down there yeah and the and the frets are bigger yeah so i have to stretch more and um it's just harder to play so um i've got the guitar part down but i'm still like working through the bass part now do you consider yourself a bass player or a guitar player um i, I consider myself both but okay. for the band i want to be the bass player you want to be the bass player yeah okay that's yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's and I've talked to a lot of people about that, and they, uh, I think, I think it was Dan Kopko um, uh, from uh, 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 the band with uh, Sal Baglio um, said uh, the peppermint uh, uh, peppermint twist um, said every guitar player secretly wants to be the bass player. <laughs> nice and uh, that's and, cool. I never heard that, but yeah, 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 yeah. But, I think uh, for me. Um, bass so i i i consider myself both mm -hmm. but i have no um no unique style playing guitar okay i can just play the guitar yeah now do, do you copy a style when you do it or is it just no i just yeah. no you just play. i think i have my no i just play you have a prosty style yeah yeah, yeah. but okay. I, I don't think i have a unique guitar style okay you know, like I, there are certain things i like to do more often and you yeah. know certain things i can't do like i can't do crazy solos up top like yep. you know Yngwie Malmsteen. <laughs> Not um, many people can. <laughs> yeah, uh, my solo style is the mo a lot more like Billy Corgan, who's playing like mm -hmm. octave chords and sliding them, and right. you know nothing crazy and fast. Right. Um, but I think I do have a unique bass style. Uh -huh, um, okay. I don't really know that I can explain it, but right. I, probably I guess the way to explain it is, I wasn't a rhythm guitar player before I was a bass player, so my bass playing is very um guitar and riff driven yeah um so yeah i think that's why i like playing bass more because i feel like i'm unique there 
I'm more I can add more uniqueness to yeah. a band if I'm playing bass than if I'm playing guitar where I can just like do what's needed. Right, right, right. Very cool. All right. Uh so we've uh we got the cover now. Yeah. Uh so we want to talk a little bit about how why you know a lot of a lot of bands pick a cover. Um yeah. why this one? Yeah, so um, I've always liked the song uh, mm-hmm. "Money Changes Everything" by Cindy Lauper. Yeah, um, I always thought it was her punk attempt. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, because it's very different than all of her other yeah. stuff. And that's where she really came up in that that scene. Yeah, yeah, but she doesn't have any great punk songs. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this was the, I think the closest song to a punk song that she did. Right. And I when I heard it, I was always like, man, she almost nailed it. Even mm-hmm. when I was young, I was like, man, she almost nailed it. She could have been like a little bit closer. Yeah. You know, punky. Um, so I was like, I always said to myself, someday I'm going to do this uh, just a little bit heavier. Yeah. And see how it goes. Um, so I was just playing around one day and, um, I recorded the, the music to it and, um, it was during the Octavate time, you know, just having fun, you know, just mm-hmm. going around and I was like, Hey Sean, how would you like to do a cover? And he's okay. like, yeah, let's do Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I was like, how about, how, we'll do that after, but let's yeah. do Money Changes Everything. And he's yeah. like, I don't know that one. Okay. I was like, what? You don't know that song? <laughs> so I sent him the lyrics, and I sent him the link, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I think I remember this. And then he sang it, and I was like, dude, you really didn't know that? You just freaking nailed it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and listen to the end where he sings Money. Yeah, and holds that it's like a high B. Okay, for like three bars. Oh boy! And uh, after he did it, he was like, "I'm proud of myself." I held, <laughs> I held the high B for three bars, and I was like, "Okay." And listen, I was like, "Jesus, how the hell did you do that?" Yeah. And he didn't. He didn't even know what Melodyne was at the time. Oh really? Like as we were working together. Yeah. I was like, you got to get Melodyne. You got to mm-hmm. like perfect some of these things that just aren't perfect. And yeah. Like, no way, man. Uh, he nailed that high B yeah. three bars without Melodyne. Oh, wow. And uh, so, yeah, when you hear it at the end, you'll be like, wow, this guy's friggin' phenomenal. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. So a little Cindy Lauper cover, Money Changes Everything.
Jesus. <laughs> yes, right? That's a few bars of uh, wow. Yeah. I can't even like hold my breath that long. Right. Well, that's, I was like, <laughs> when is he going to breathe? Yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't that awesome? Holy mackerel. That was... Uh, that was Octavate and their cover of Money Changes Everything, just owning that uh, for themselves. Uh, that's fantastic. But uh, hey, interested in having your own show on Wave Radio Boston? Whether you broadcast from our Radio Boston studio, your own home, or somewhere in between, we want to help you make your show a reality. Just send an email to share the air at waveradioboston.com and we'll help you share the air with us. Join the real radio revolution and say F you to FM with Wave Radio Boston. All right. That's what I did. That's right. Uh, so, Becca Lee checking in. Uh, really great, Prosty. Congrats. Becca Lee, big uh, uh, Cindy Lauper fan. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yes. Uh, I th- believe one of her first concerts, if not her first. All right. Yeah. So, uh, she was digging. So, that's a big stamp of approval from, uh, from, the, from a Cindy Lauper fan. So. Thank you, Becca Lee. That's cool. Um, uh, so we were talking before, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, getting up and getting the kids ready, you know, and, you know, mixing the music in there and anything. Now, uh, no, do the kids, how do the kids view this? Is this uh, dad's, imbe- you know, is this the, the embarrassment of their lives or <laughs> do they think it's cool that, that dad plays a million instruments and is in a million bands? Uh, my oldest, uh, I think, is maybe slightly embarrassed okay um my youngest thinks it's cool nice and actually just um agreed um to switch out of his one of his classes and uh start guitar class and he starts monday oh they, they so they actually have class in school in school he's oh, gonna be playing very guitar. cool so i'm really excited about that yeah nice. i couldn't be prouder and i know he's gonna be good yeah um, like a, uh, a couple of years ago i think I bought him a Fender Mini, which is like yep. a small Squire, yep. right? Yep. Um, and uh, because he was like, oh, I want a guitar, and I didn't really believe him. And um, <laughs> so uh, I, at one point he was like, can you get me like this game for the PlayStation, uh, for uh, uh, Xbox? And I yeah. was like, if you learn a song yep. or a part of a song yep. that's cool on your guitar, I will buy you the game. Okay. Uh, so he learned Seven Nation Army. Oh, nice. And, uh, and I, you know, it took him, you know, a, a week or two to be able just to dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. But he learned it. And I was like, you have to play it five times in a row without messing up. You can't just do it once. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So he actually went up and practiced, earned himself his, you know, whatever his gun game or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And so I know he can do it. And the fact that he wants to do it now i mean he's gonna be the coolest dude in school i'm like sure he, he's 13 i was so gonna say was like, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah that's gonna prime time yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i wish i learned that guitar that at that age yeah so you, you didn't start playing early i well i did i started well uh not that early so he's in middle school okay um i started playing i started playing keyboard in high school okay and then i took like guitar one in senior year of high okay. school. So I was completely late bloomer. Yeah. And then uh, I just turned it on in college. 
Um, because oh, okay. yeah, like the first year in, in college when I was a freshman, yeah. I was playing like easy stuff, like, you know, mm-hmm. you two running to stand still two, yeah. two strings, yeah. you know, and, uh, my buddy Dave who calls into the show, yeah. um, and there's a band in, in Connecticut and w- we were in a band together at the end of college, uh, came down and, he, and he's a great singer and a great front man. So we would play, um, in the lounge and we would pack the lounge oh. of, it, uh, at Bentley. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is the way to do it, <laughs> yeah. brother. So yeah. I just practiced and practiced and practiced. And that's what started the whole thing for wow. me. So hopefully my son is at, at a better point when he gets to college where he's yeah. awesome. You know? Right, right, right. Um, now, you, now you're in technology. Your street job, your day yep. job is in technology. And, you know, you mentioned the kids and video games. So mm-hmm. what's your take on, you know, the Guitar Hero, the rock band uh, type of games? Yeah, I mean, they look like they're fun games. The, they don't teach you how to play guitar, but they mm-hmm. uh, they teach you about music. They teach you um, uh, they teach you songs, so you'll yeah. like songs, right? Um, and they teach you to move your hands to mm-hmm. the beat, right? You know what I mean? To a rhythm, yeah. yeah. And they teach you the dexterity of playing. Mm-hmm. So that's all good, right? Um, there's a there's a uh, a game called Rocksmith. Yes, that yes. I think is a lot better. Yep. Um, I don't have it, but I, uh, Sean has it and he was like doing mm-hmm. some stuff and I was like, wow, I got to get this. Yeah. I haven't got it yet, but what platform uh, do you have? Uh, I have Xbox. Okay. Can't help you out. Yeah. If it was PlayStation, I might be, might've been able to hook you up. Oh, nice. Um, but it's a time thing too. Like, do yeah. I, do you go down and play the mm-hmm. game or do you write music? Or yeah. Do you, as, you as a, as a musician, I think you'd enjoy Rocksmith in particular. Totally. Um, because not only can you learn new songs, and I, there's a whole bunch that I definitely can't do uh, <laughs> in, in it, um, but you can, you know, especially I could see if you were trying to, you know, figure out a song or whatever, mm-hmm. and you could go immediately to the part of the song that right. you wanted, and it lets you repeat that part of that song over and over yeah. and over again. But the as a as a producer and and you know behind the scenes, it also you know, you have to play the game for a little while to earn all this stuff, but you can completely um, customize your cabinet, your pedals, yeah. your head, so you can cr- craft a complete sound that's your own and then go play the same songs with your own sound. Damn, I shouldn't have bought that amp last month. <laughs> <laughs> I think I spent too much. So uh, are you a gearhead? Most most guitar players are a gearhead. I so. am not a gearhead. No? Um, I have good gear. Yeah. But uh, gearheads buy a lot, keep buying stuff and yep. try stuff and yep. understand everything about them. Yeah. Um, I just have really good. And you answers. you get one thing and you learn that thing yeah, well, inside I mean, and out? Meaning like um, I have a GNL ASAT Deluxe guitar. Okay. And um, I just think it's the greatest thing <laughs> ever. Um, yeah. there's, a, there's a place in Woburn called Performance Music. Okay. And uh, they deal uh, GNL. GNL is the um, the marriage of Leo Fender, and I can't remember his name, but the guy who um, had uh, did Music Man. Oh, okay. And they in the eighties, Leo Fender left mm-hmm. Fender. Yep. He took all the best parts and left all the worst parts, and uh, came together and they created GNL. Okay. Uh, so that's G whoever and Leo. Ah. Um, okay. So. And they're they're a top of the line guitar. Yeah. And most people get them because you can 
they're very customizable. Mm -hmm. So they have like a bunch of different necks and a bunch of different everything and you can really yeah. customize it. So um, I got an ASAT Deluxe. I, I, I went to performance music and I tried out every guitar in the entire store, literally, because I used to work over there. Oh, okay. So I used to go every day at lunch, ah. try a different guitar. And after mm -hmm. months, Joe would be like, you've got to buy something, dude. You can't just keep <laughs> playing. You know, so um, would I, you play the same song every time? Too? <laughs> I play as much of different things as I can. Okay, all right. And uh, so, yeah, stairway. Yeah, okay. No <laughs> stairway. <laughs> uh, so I actually ended up buying the best guitar in the store uh -huh. after saving up for a long time. And so it was worth his while to listen to you at lunchtime. Totally. Yeah. Well, I don't know that he will ever un unhear what I was. <laughs> saying. Uh, so. I, that the so being I, I don't know that if that's a gearhead, but I mm -hmm. really care about the stuff I buy. Okay. Same with my bass. Yeah. I got a GNL bass. I'm I'm like totally hooked on GNL. I guess. Yeah. And on for this one, I got a completely customized bass. Literally went in and tried out the different necks, um, customized the trim on it. The no oh, wow. I picked out the piece of wood I wanted. Oh wow. Um, so there's not another bass in the world like it. Oh, that's and awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, another one that I had to save up for a long time. I'll bet. Had to make a deal with my wife on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I buy only the best stuff because mm -hmm. I know the difference between that and anything less. Right. Uh, but I, I would say gearheads are like, you know, they know everything about all the different types yeah. and they know how to program all the pedals that mm -hmm. are really complicated. Yeah. And I'm not, I just don't have the time so do you do a lot of mixing in the box as far as your guitar sound? No, um, I let my producer do that. For oh, me. really? Yeah, I tell him what I want. Okay. And I know what I want yeah. to sound like. Yeah. So I, um, the uh, the DAW I have is Studio One, Personas, which you have too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that can it's pretty get, powerful. Yeah, yeah. You can get close to the sound. So I'm pretty good at finding the right, uh, the right plugins to get close to the sound I want. Yep. But my producers have everything needed to right. make it real so right. they they give the they get the right sound for me now do the, do you know if they take the and this um, i apologize this is all in, inside you know production stuff which mm -hmm. uh, i absolutely geek out on now but yeah. do you know if they they use plugins and, and do it in the box or do they send your sound through actual uh send, you know hardware they send it through actual hardware. oh that's awesome yeah very cool yeah uh well actually uh i don't know what andrew did okay uh but i'm pretty sure trevor does put it through actual uh, equipment. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to have that that gear around that you can just you know yeah. uh, we're gonna take an LA two A and yeah. uh, do this and then he's we'll... he's got his own studio. He's in Ohio. Okay. Um, he's got his own studio and it's it's funny we're we're uh, talking about drums and mm -hmm. um, there's actually a song that Tom Dupree didn't do for me because trevor did it for me yeah and i was like are you is this you playing the drums and he's like well not exactly he's like i'm i they're my drums but i recorded the hits on my drums to make my own oh plug-in. okay okay use yeah. use my drum yeah. and he's like this is a snare drum that i bought special yeah so i was like wow they sound great it's mm -hmm. and he's like yeah that well the reason they sound great because they're great drums and they're mine mm -hmm. but the reason they're perfect is not because i'm a perfect drummer is because right. i was able to you know use technology to get them perfect gotcha yeah gotcha 
That's <laughs> I, I have a little help from my friends on that. I guess that's very cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, um, you know, you've been talking about your, um, your promoter and, uh, and stuff. He calls you tomorrow and says, great news. I got Octavate signed to open up for, and who is it? Who is, who is, and you're not allowed to say red hot chili peppers. Who, <laughs> who are you opening for? Oh my God. That's awesome. Um, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You be you would officially be the second band on uh on the first wave that uh we've interviewed that ended up opening for the Foo Fighters. So really? that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we uh interviewed a band called Radkey uh, mm-hmm. and uh right around eh, right around this time ish uh last year it was it was actually opening night of football season cuz they're from Kansas City. And I was giving them a hard time about they were trying to get back to watch the opening, the opening, you know, the flag dropping ceremony and everything. And uh, I kept on saying, you know, Andy Reid's still got, you know, two more Big Macs to make it through. And <laughs> um, but uh, they were really down in the dumps when we talked to him. We talked to the, the bass player, Isaiah, it's three brothers, uh, punk band. Uh, and um, they were really down. Their label had let them go. And, um, you know, they were kind of, you know, between things and COVID was kind of. Um, so this was, yeah, this was, uh, yeah. So COVID was at its height, you know, uh, so we're talking August of 2020, September, 2020. Yeah. So, uh, you know, COVID was really had decimated things for six months at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. No, no end in sight. You know, we're heading into the winter, which we knew was going to be bad. Yeah. That was a bad time for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So they were really down and, um, you know, we were like, ah, oh, you guys are going to be, you know, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fantastic, you know, and uh, we pumped them up. And within three months, I want to say, we started to hear word about stuff going on. And then um, we heard the announcement that, um, I don't know if you've seen Dave Grohl's What Drives Us movie. Um, so it's the movie he did about, you know, every band starts in a van. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so he interviews, you know, all the bands, you know, the Stones, he interviews Jimmy Page, he interviews, um, I forget even, I mean, just everybody. He knows everybody, right? So he interviewed literally everybody about how they started out in, in the van. You know, mm-hmm. Foo Fighters started out in a van. Mm-hmm. Nirvana started out in a van. And, but he takes contemporary bands too and says, look, it's still happening. And Radkey was one of the bands that wow. he profiled in the movie. That's pretty cool. And then, so they got that going on, and then, you know, watching their Facebook follows, just, yeah. you know, and then we hear, start to hear stuff. Um, they got, get added to Riot Fest in Chicago, yeah. um, and then, boom, Radke is opening for the Foo Fighters for six, I think six shows. Holy shit. That was, you know, right all, all around there. Yeah. And then it's eight shows. Yeah, and then I think I don't know if they ended their tour, but they played the Foo Fighters' homecoming show at the L.A. Forum when that Nandy, the girl Nandy, yes, that, yeah, I saw that. So the Radke Boys opened that show. That's really cool. And uh, so you would officially be the second, the second band on the first wave yeah. that yeah. Uh, has opened for the Foo Fighters. Yeah, and they're like, have you ever seen the Foo Fighters? I actually have never seen them. No. So and, and I love that first yeah yeah okay. yeah and I love that first album that first album I played so much mm. so seeing them play live uh, I've seen hundreds of shows yeah yeah and Foo Fighters are not my favorite band okay um, but they're my favorite band band to see live really because of 
the energy mm-hmm. that they emit yeah. and that he emits. And yeah. I, I think I've told the story on, on, on my show probably more than once about <laughs> um, how Dave Grohl cares about making everybody feel like he is there for them. Yeah. And goes out of his way to be funny and weird. So I saw, um, I saw the, uh, who was it? Um, Social Distortion opened for the Foo Fighters. Oh, wow, cool. One of the greatest shows of my life. Um, Where was that? uh, This was at the Fleet Center. Oh, okay. A long time ago. Nice. Um, And so at the end of the show, um, they go back. uh, It was the Foo Fighters, and they say thank you, good night. It was before the encore. Okay. And when they went into the dressing room, a cameraman followed dave and taylor into mm-hmm. the dressing room yeah and it was all on a big screen right so you yeah. could watch them go into the dressing room of course, yeah. so everyone's watching you know yeah. and just like talking and well, what are they going to play and then taylor hawkins taps dave on the shoulder yeah and you can't hear them but they mime the whole thing yeah and yeah. Yeah. taylor goes one show and yeah. he points his puts his finger yeah. one and dave folds his arms and he shakes his head no <laughs> and the whole place he knows the whole place is watching uh-huh. and everybody goes boo Mm-hmm. And Dave looks around like he can hear. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Taylor looks up and he and, and he gives a wink and he gives one show. <laughs> and Dave goes, oh, okay. And the whole place goes, yay! Yeah, yeah. And then Dave and then uh, so Taylor shakes his head and he, and he at the camera and he's like, watch this. And he point, he taps Dave again. And he goes two songs yeah. and dave yeah. goes no <laughs> and the whole place goes boo yeah and then they did it like boo yay boo yay for yeah. the, uh, and i mean this is i mean the audience is involved in this like sure, yeah. i am involved in this yeah. screaming my lungs out <laughs> to dave yeah. and dave heard me yeah of course he did and dave came back and yeah. played five, five more five. insane songs That's like awesome. wheels yeah. like songs that you, you just don't hear right right and I left that show just going, that is one of the greatest show, that maybe the greatest show yeah. I've ever seen mm-hmm. because of not just Dave talking to us in between songs yeah. and the band playing incredible stuff and yeah. bringing up his uh, doctor and they did Seven Nation Army. Yeah. And then the end and, and um, the Foo Fighters are just unbelievable live. I, I lied. I have seen the Foo Fighters. Yeah, <laughs> I saw them at Fenway. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah when? Royal Blood opened up for them. Okay, I think I was there. That was a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He was. It, that was with the the throne. Yeah. That was with the throne. He had the broken leg. Yes, the the, uh, the, the guitar throne there. Yeah, yeah. The, the throne of oh, what do you call that? Eternal pain. Or yeah, so, yeah, I can't I remember. Yeah, that was a great show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, and, and I think that's why I would want to open for the Foo Fighters, just okay. because of the incredible energy and and the great crowd that mm-hmm. goes to see those shows. Yeah, and it seems like they've been really receptive to most of the openers. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that you know the guys are getting a lot of play, and I just saw you know talk about full circle. I just saw they have a Dodge Ram commercial now. Yeah. <laughs> so, really? uh, yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty funny. So, um, do we want to, so we talked about wearing thin, but we want to play the album cut cause it's going to be a little different yeah, than the, yeah, than the live one. Mm-hmm. So what can you tell us that's going to be different about, um, what we hear, um, on the studio cut? No, uh, distortion. A lot of distortion. So yeah, not, not uh, as pretty. Yeah. Uh, great drums by Tom Dupree. Okay. Um, and there's, I want to, I want to remix this song okay because um i i there's a 
vocal part that I didn't put in. That um, so it's very Lincoln Park. Okay. So it, and it's missing. You're not going to hear it because mm-hmm. it's not there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, but um, imagine it's there. Yeah. But I wanted to do backup on this. There's a backup thing that I wrote after we recorded it, and I was like, ah. Oh, I love this. I want to record it. So mm-hmm. um, the song may be re- reproduced with another vocal line in uh, okay. on the heavy part. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to, to answer your question, you're, you'll hear Tom Dupree, who does great drums here mm-hmm. um, in the distortion. So that's, that's the big difference. Very cool. All right. Let's uh, hear the studio version of Wearing Thin.
Oh, I like that little flourish at the end. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. Speaking of like, like our Facebook page at Wave Radio Boston Rocks. You'll get show announcements, polls, and maybe some behind-the-scenes content that you can't get anywhere else. You can even make song requests. Try that with any FM station. All this can be yours by liking Wave Radio Boston Rocks on Facebook. Join the real radio revolution and say F you to FM with Wave Radio Boston. Um, that, so that was uh, that's a great... Totally, well, not totally different, but a very different take yeah, totally. than we heard earlier mm-hmm. uh, on that. And you mentioned um, when we were talking off air, I want, I want to put this, you know, that that vocal piece in. Yeah. Um, when do you know when to stop tinkering? You, uh, well, you never stop. You never <laughs> want to stop tinkering. Right, right. Um, but when do you when do you know it's too much? Do you ever know that it's too much, or is that what the producers for? That's what the producers for. But also, the, what I do is use the use carrots okay. to redirect my vision to a new thing to ah, work on. Okay. So I don't have to go back to this one and work on it. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I think for most of my songs, I'm I'm okay enough with that. Um, I choose to not go back and do mm-hmm. more to them or change them at all. Yeah. Because I have a new song that I'm writing that that needs my attention because it's just not done. Right. And I want to, con- you right. know, and as long as I can continue having new stuff mm-hmm. um, to to write and create and finish, yeah. then I won't have to go back. You know what I mean? But yeah, you're right. Oh, when I'm in the in the zone of that one song, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's um it, it's it's hard, but I it, I, I I let the producer kind of tell yeah. me that that's it, you know. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so that's interesting cuz that I assume would be kind of the same that you get, you know, back in the day with the big, you know, big budgets and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's on a time crunch back then, you know, so it ha- you had to have something to the label by a certain time and whatever. So I think that drove a lot of it's done. Right. And that's why you get so many remixes and, you know, alternate takes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Whereas now, you know, you can have as many tapes as your hard drive will hold. Yeah. Um, with as many different things. So I imagine it's it's a difficult thing to say, mm, all right, yeah. we're done. Yeah. I think I'm getting better at it, though, because I think um, now I'm I'm to the point where I can see my vision mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I've done all the guitar parts as good as i can do them yeah um there's no more places for any new fills (laughs) same with the bass yeah i can't add a fill anywhere yeah i don't want to change anything i I feel like i did it the right way and i I hit all the notes right and Mm -hmm. um you know so i I feel like i'm getting better at that i think earlier and as before you know like years ago or even months ago yeah um I would be like, oh, I'm not sure that that really fits. I, let's mm-hmm. try something different. And right. I don't right. think I really do that as much anymore. I feel no. like I once I I have the parts that I know I want, it's it's there. Okay. And now it's just about perfecting the performance mm-hmm. rather than changing the um, the content. You know. What okay. I mean? Okay. Um, and we were talking about this off the air, and I thought. You know, it as as we were having the conversation, I'm like, oh crap, this is a conversation for air. But um, you know, we were, you were you were talking about you know you listen to your music almost as much as other people's music mm-hmm. um, because you you know, want to create music that you would want to listen to. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of always checking yourself there. And we were talking about um, 
you know, I asked, you ever concerned about you know having some something slide in from yeah. subliminally from something else? And I and I suppose it's almost impossible for it not to happen. Yeah. Right. Um, so you know, is there a check that goes off in your head that you know as you're writing it down? did I really hear this in my dream or have I heard this somewhere else kind of thing? It happens every time. Every time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and unless I'm, uh, so I told you about the two ways I write, right? You know, yep. the ones in my head, yep. I need to check. Right. You know, the ones where I'm fiddling with and, okay. uh, you know, that usually I feel like, okay, I, I, I just created that. I know I just created that. But okay. the dream ones are the ones where I'm just like, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can tell that story about... Uh, yeah, I'll tell the story. So um, I've been in a lull for a long time. Okay. And uh, I just, so when I'm in a lull, I go back to all the stuff that I wrote before but haven't completed mm -hmm. and just, um, I, I see what else I can do with it. Okay. Like, can I, can I finish a part? Can I um, perfect the performance of something? Mm -hmm. um, and after, after a while, it just gets so um, frustrating. Okay. Because I, I want to create something new. I want to work on something new. Yeah. Um, so I was in a lull for a long time. And finally, um, I came up with something I really liked. Um, and I was like, oh, this is good. I yeah. love this riff. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I was like halfway through it. I had like a verse to chorus. Uh, and I showed my wife. I'm like, honey, check this out. This is my, I finally got a new song. I'm yeah. so excited. Um, and uh, rewind two weeks. Um, I was watching Cheech and Chong up in smoke with the kids. Okay. And uh, you know how uh, the, that part and where at the very end where they go on stage and they play the song. Da -na -na, da -na -na, na -na. Right, right, right. So, yeah. uh, so I give my wife the headphones and she takes them off. She goes, this is a Cheech and Chong song. <laughs> no. And I was like, shit, you're right. <laughs> so all this time I'm thinking yeah. I wrote this grand, brand new awesome song. Yeah. It was from Up in Smoke from like 1970. <laughs> <laughs> so what so what happens then? Do you completely you no, know, trash I, the, the guitar listen, part? Or? I listened to the Cheech and Chong song. Okay. And listened to my song and realized that it wasn't completely the same. Okay. It was just, it had similar elements. It had some right? elements yes. that were the same. Okay. So um, I just, uh, I, I changed it a little bit. So the those consistent elements were no longer there. <laughs> okay. Uh, so right. I, I was able to maintain the part that I wrote and, get rid of the part that might sound like Cheech and Chong and just, yeah. just took it in a slightly different direction so it wasn't there. Nice. And I'm, I'm totally psyched about it. I can't wait to uh, get this one done. This, this, this will be a number nine song. This is going to be a number nine song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so you're, you're still building a, a what, lyric? No lyrics. Yet. No, not no yet? lyrics are always okay. so hard for me. Like yeah. I can write the bass line and the guitars and, and yeah. this is the whole arrangement. Yeah. Uh, but it's the lyrics are always really hard for me. Uh, when I get rolling, yeah. I feel like they just come out, they pour out. It's, okay. Um, and I, 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 I need that to happen. I need yeah. to figure out how to tap that more mm -hmm. often because it's the lyrics that are so hard. Actually, I've been, I've been looking f to, um, on all kinds of mediums uh, to find a lead singer. And when I talk to people, I'm like, I, I don't just need a lead singer. Um, Sean, God bless his soul. Mm -hmm. He, I can hand him the lyrics, and he sings yeah. exactly how I want. Yeah. Um, but I want to stop writing the lyrics. Yeah. And I want to be able to give them my my arrangement and the, and yeah. just be like, hey, 
this is mad, this is angry. I can mm-hmm. come over and poke you in the eye to make you angry if right, you want. Right. But you got to write the lyrics. Yeah. And and uh, you so want to be Ber- you 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 need a Bernie Toppin <laughs> yeah. that can sing. Yeah. 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 Uh, so actually, I, I spoke to uh, someone today for the first time and made a connect. I mean, I talk to people all the time. Sure. Right? But there's never a connection made where. Um, where there's a lot of things that we have in common. And mm-hmm. I even like uh, trolled his Facebook oh, okay. <laughs> after we yep. became friends and found out like uh, like he's posted things that are exactly the same thing I posted. Oh boy. Let it create like, yeah. so I was like, wow, we have a lot in common. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's, his, he's um, formerly in a band. He sent me his band camp. Uh, and I was like, wow, this is really good. Mm. So, um, I'm hopeful yeah. that, and uh, he writes and he writes, he writes the, okay. the melodies and the lyrics. Okay. So this is the first time where I found someone with a lot of that stuff in common. So mm-hmm. wh- whether it works or it doesn't, at, at least I know that, you know, I'm getting close. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But you know what it feels like now. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully I can talk to this dude and, Nice. And, uh, and, you know, at least maybe collaborate on something. That's cool. Worst comes to worst. Yeah. Now, um, we, we do have another uh, number nine song um, to uh, listen to, but I want to make sure uh, everybody knows how they can get the Octavate EP, mm-hmm. how they can follow you guys, all that stuff. Yeah. How can so, they do that? So uh, you can go to anything, um, whether it's Amazon Music, Spotify, okay. iTunes, anything. Yep. Um, and just search Bandcamp? for Octavate. Uh, ooh, no, it's not on Bandcamp yet. Okay. Uh, I, that's this week. I'll put it on this week. I was gonna say, when's uh, Bandcamp? Uh, yeah, yeah. You got a you got a week before yeah. First Friday, so. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Octavate, O C T A V A T E, just like you think it would be spelled. Search for it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and the EP comes out in what time is it? Ten o'clock right now. In two hours. Yep. Um, so you can get it there. Um, you can stream it. You can buy it. Um, physical any physical copies no physical copies okay. yet um first i want to check out and make sure people are listening yes of course uh, yeah yeah um and you can go to octavate.band okay and uh you can buy stuff there you can stream stuff for free there and um cool. that's a pretty cool site nice yeah and uh, all of the imagery that i use um which is very cool um is all photos taken from my late brother-in-law um, who was um, a huge, huge inspiration to me. Mm. Um, just like a, a, an amazing person, father, mm-hmm. um, friend, mm. um, you know, husband to my my sister. Um, so all the stuff um, I use for um, the imagery you see of my album yeah. covers, yep. um, both for for Jack Bros Band yeah. and Number Nine. And Octavate. Oh, well. As long as I'm in control. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Josh Dean photography. Okay. It's going to be his stuff. And it's some pretty weird and cool and dark stuff. It's pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, your sister's a singer as well, Yes, right? she is. Yeah. Now, have, I, have, have you written anything expressly with the thought that you guys would ever sing together? Uh, no. Um, I don't really I don't really write like that. Okay. Just, it's just, it, it writes me. Okay. You know, it, it makes me. Gotcha. It tells me what to do. Uh, but I would love to um, have her write some stuff. Um, and I've asked her before. So, you know, uh, mm-hmm. right now she's still kind of yeah. um, getting through sure. the shit. Uh, but she knows that, that she knows where my stuff is. Right, right. And when she's ready, if she's ready, um, she will. I will definitely 
Very cool. Um, work with her. Nice. Nice. And, um, and then we get to, we get to grab you, uh, for a couple hours a week, every mm-hmm. week. Um, so I, I know you and Astro have been doing some great stuff. So, uh, for the people that aren't familiar with harmonic headspace, give them a little pr- harmonic headspace primer. Yeah. Harmonic headspace is, uh, it's a great show. I, it's, I look forward to it, uh, every week. It's, we call it the, the icing to the cake that is your weekend. Oh, it's fantastic. At, at the end of the week, uh, when you're uh, either getting ready for the workday or just kind of winding down the craziness from the week, from the weekend, um, and, you know, it's a good time to just put on the headphones. And um, if you're a music fan, mm-hmm. it's a good time to learn about bands and where sure. they came from and who's involved and cool stories in between. It's like, it's like watching a documentary. Oh, cool. And uh, every week we have a different topic mm-hmm. and uh, we talk a lot. We talk probably more than any other mm-hmm. people, uh, any other DJs. Yep. Um, I would say we talk more than we play. Music. Okay. Um, but uh, Astro is the most knowledgeable person in music that I've ever met. Okay. I mean, he knows everything about every band. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do is every episode has a theme. Yep. And uh, so last week we did a, uh, a Red Hot Chili Peppers deep dive. Okay. And we just went through the history of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and mm-hmm. how they started, who they who was uh, in the band, mm-hmm. um, you know, how they, you know, some guys died and other guys and came in and yep. George Clinton produced this one and, and just went through yep. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so that's one kind of thing we do. We also do lists mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, top five drummers. Okay. We'll do that. Or, yep. um, you know, all kind of, we do weird stuff like mm-hmm. top best first songs from first album. Yeah. That was a, that was an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. That's how we, that was our first show. Yeah. We were like, it's our first show. We're going to do first songs for first right. albums. Um, so we just like every episode is mm-hmm. really an episode yeah. and he talks about like the people and the producers and stuff like that. And I try to give some like musician st- uh, advice and, yep. uh, you know, talk from that side. Um, and I, I really, I just like, I just steer Astorino because <laughs> he, uh, Astro, because he knows like just yeah. let him talk because it's so interesting yeah so that's what that's what our show is all about and it's so fun to do i learn nice. so much every week and, and learning about music i mean yeah. people like to watch documentaries about music sure that's exactly what this is that's cool yeah, yeah. no and you guys you guys have been great uh it's a great addition to uh the station so thanks for for being with us now uh the uh, dig you know because i can't stand to not ask questions um <laughs> you talked about the uh, the chili peppers yeah hillel or frusciante frusciante okay huge it's not even a question oh boy okay oh my god it's not even yeah and uh hillel was he was there for yeah two albums yeah and he just played guitar for them yeah why, why why do you have to do heroin if you're in uh play guitar for the red hot chili peppers yeah god no, <laughs> no i mean uh i'm sorry to talk about um someone who's passed yeah, yeah. in a negative way yeah uh but i uh, he didn't really do much for the band. He yeah. Didn't. Okay. I mean, he just played guitar for them. Yeah. That's all. He didn't do any writing. Mm, I don't know. But, okay. But even if he did, the, yeah. The, no, you're not a fan of those me, albums. Tell me if you recognize any guitar riffs. Yeah. From the Red Hot Chili Peppers, from um, Uplift Mofo Party Plan, mm-hmm. Freaky Styley. Yeah. 
No, not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if anything you know, remember, it's bass lines. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, right. All right. So do you know how, could you name Under the Bridge in two notes when it starts? <laughs> right, no. Yeah, probably. Yes, you yeah, could. Yeah, Under the Bridge, yeah. Yes, yeah, you yeah. could. Yeah. Uh, how about Scar Tissue? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about, uh, can't stop. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. I, I'm going to keep going for like 10 songs <laughs> yeah, of right. John Frusciante songs. Yeah. And they're, it's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. John Frusciante is one of the most underrated guitar players of our he, generation. He's super underrated. And yeah. uh, he's uh, in my top five favorite guitar players of mm-hmm. all time. Okay. He's just, uh, man, I just love his sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love his style. Yep. Um, I love his riffs. Cool. Yeah, man. So Definitely. this is kind of what you get on the harmonic headspace. Totally. Uh, and, and you got a big show this week. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. So uh, funny, uh, when I first came um, as a guest on this show yep. for Jack Pro's band, right. um, I was talking to John Anthony, and I don't know how we got into it, but we started talking about like great years of music. Yeah. And he was like, 1985 is the greatest year of music yes. ever. Yes. And you're like, dude, enough. You talk about this too much. <laughs> and I was like, all right. If I ever become a radio DJ, yeah. I'm going to have a round table yep. and I'll let you come on and you can be 1985. And he's yep. like, okay. So guess what? I'm now a radio DJ. <laughs> and this weekend we're having a round table ah. of best years in music. Nice. So um, he's doing 1985. Okay. I'm doing the best year in music, the real best year in music, which yeah. is 1991. Okay. All uh, right. Yep. Astro is doing 1972. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Keith from Linfield, who was a, uh, he came in and did the Rush deep dive. Okay. Um, very knowledgeable, good yep. guy. Known him for 30 years. Okay. Great guy. Um, I don't remember what year he's doing, um, and I'm not sure if Eddie Dyer is coming in or not. Yep. Hopefully he comes in, and yep. if he does, he's going to do 2016. 2016? Yes, that's oh, what I said. Boy. <laughs> that way. Wow. Okay. Uh, and uh, so I'm really excited. I'm more excited to hear his yeah. um, than anyone because I, I, you know, I, I don't think I know any great music. That and he's going to pull out stuff that totally is going to be mind blowing. He does yes. every, every Sunday. Um, you know, those two shows are just yeah. very different from one another, but both appointment listening. Um, so that should be interesting. Uh, 90 of, of all those, uh, be interested with the 72, but 91 is, is hard to argue with. Yes, I think totally. uh, 83 is one of mine, but, um, ah, who's 83, uh, 83 is a ton of hair metal. A, a lot of hair metal, but it had, and, and this is one of the arguments that I had, you know, with him, he, he leans on, um, live aid and 83 actually had a far better concert like that. The us festival. Oh, really? If you've never seen the us festival. So Steve Wozniak, yes, that's Steve oh, Wozniak yeah? put on, um, a three day festival in somewhere in the Valley. Yeah, totally. And but it wasn't like Live Aid where you just took a bunch of musical genres and puked it onto the stage. Each day was a different genre. Oh wow! So there was a rock day, mm-hmm. there was a pop day, and then I think there was a metal day. Yeah. And you know, like you had 
you know, the me- I don't know if it was the metal or the rock day, but like Van Halen, the Scorpions, uh, um, U2. That it so sounds like Monsters of Rock almost. It was, but it was across the three in the three days, and the, and it was really very not regimented, but you know, there wasn't a lot of crossover. Um, so I don't I, I don't know. Yeah, and U2 was there, right? Mm-hmm. U2, if you ever see the video of um, when Bono climbs up the, the scaffolding and is on the top of this big outdoor stage, um, I forget during which song, that's at Us Fest. Oh, cool. So that's, so that's a big part of my 1983 argument. But if you look at the albums in, in 1983, there is a compelling argument there. But I, I like 1990. 1991 is hard to argue with because totally. it changed the 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 musical uh, uh uh, totally, this, the I, I'm struggling for the word, but it changed everything in music. The totally. face of music changed in yeah. Well, grunge was born, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, a whole yeah. new genre was born, yeah. Yeah. and it was born like it was born 21 years old. Yeah, you know, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, even right. an infant. It, yeah. it was born fully developed. Yeah, and boom. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and I can't believe I missed that gish. By smashing pumpkins, like I was focusing on, yeah. like Soundgarden and right. um, and Pearl Jam, and I was looking to just doing more research. And I'm like, oh my god, Gish came out that year. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I I swapped out like Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Bad Motorfinger or, uh, or the uh, no, it's not that one. The other one, one of the Soundgarden albums because it wasn't their first. Yeah, and I put in Gish because that's mm-hmm. a, the best in my opinion. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins album, so I'm, I'm having trouble yeah. picking six <laughs> songs because yeah. I'm leaving out so much. Right, right, right. That's crazy. Yeah, we're gonna have fun. Yeah, it's gonna be it, it's it's gonna be a great one. I'm definitely looking forward to to listening to that one. I'm just looking at the uh, uh, the albums released in 1983. Pyromania. Oh, you ever hear of that yes, one? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna just skip around here. Uh, let's see what else we got here. A uh, war. Yep. Uh, let's see. Money and cigarettes. What's uh, that? Eric Clapton. Money and cigarettes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Metal health. Oh wow. Um. Europe. Europe. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a there's a there's some 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 stuff to be made and and yeah. there's but there's pop in there you know Naked Eyes Naked Eyes was released that year there's a there's a bunch of of silly stuff oh there's uh, bands formed I did I, did you guys go Wikipedia crazy when you were uh, doing this uh, yeah when I when I do research I, I Wikipedia is a great resource the Dead Milkmen were founded in 1983 oh wow uh, Dream Academy yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Anyway, the Escape Club. Bon Jovi was founded in 1983. They, no, uh, they weren't yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what it's in Wikipedia. It can't be wrong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a meme for it, then it's definitely not wrong. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, uh, so that's going to be a, a great show this weekend. Of course, that's uh, Harmonic Headspace every Sunday from seven to nine p.m. with Prosty and Astro. All right, we got one more from you. This is uh, number nine, so it's going to be a little darker a little heavier a little heavier yeah so this is this game so tell us about this game yeah so this is with a producer that i found uh again on uh sound better uh his name is andrew Leyenhorst. okay and uh so this one um he produced um most of the octavate songs okay uh or actually he produced the first three octavate songs um and we uh so uh 
there were songs that I knew that weren't Octavate yeah. that I wanted him to do. Um, so I worked with him on on some other songs. And this song, I was like, all right, I have my SoundCloud. And the SoundCloud is where I put all my unfinished stuff. Ah, okay. And I was like, I want to do another song with you, but I want you to choose it. Uh-huh. So check out my SoundCloud and um mm-hmm. and choose one of them yeah and this one um at the time was called the city oh, okay. i think because i i wrote it um partially when i was in uh, san francisco uh and i came back and um it was just influenced by the, that feel okay um and I, but it didn't have any lyrics okay. or a melody line so i was like all right all right i was like can you help me with the lyrics and the melody and he's yeah. like well how about this I'll just sing like nonsense, like um, uh, I always forget um, David Byrne. Okay. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like okay. He does, right? Yep. yep. Um, just sing some nonsense. Yeah. And I'll write the lyrics. So he did that, and like some of the nonsensical words, just like David Byrne, I was like, I'm taking that word, <laughs> and I'm going to make a <laughs> sentence around it. Right. Right. Uh, so we uh, we kind of co-wrote it you know mm-hmm. he, I, I thought he was going to choose a song that i already written the lyrics to but he, yeah. he was like i know i like this one yeah okay so uh he did that and he uh sent it back with his nonsense and mm-hmm. i was like okay i like this it's angry yeah so i wrote the lyrics and he belted it out and uh this is what you get nice nice and just to close out my argument formed in 1983 Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, there it is.
Radio Boston. All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. That's our friends in Bad Marriage and Ready Aim Fire. Uh, before that, you heard Tesla, Modern Day Cowboy. And at the top of that set, we have, of course, had number nine. 
and this game that one rocks Oof, nice and heavy i like the scream in that one that was great yeah andrew's good proceeds still hanging out with us uh so but we got to bring in uh the other member of the crew for this evening miss becca lee how are you hey guys doing great how are you doing well hey becca lee you've been enjoying uh the octavate uh cd uh, release so far i really am nice it is Thank great you. oh we have we're supposed to call you joshua tonight is that what it is uh you can call me whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> i forget what your name was for this one <laughs> he he's he's still prost he's still prosty yep. you can still call him or josh right. one or the other Whatever he's he's not the, the confusing one is he's Jack. It's the Jack Prost band and the other one, but he's still Prosty. So just call him yeah. Prosty. Oh, okay. Call me Noodles Romanoff if you want. I don't care. <laughs> Noodles Romanoff. All right, Noodles. I'm digging it. Really I like, good. I like Noodles Romanoff. <laughs> I'm going to use that next time I check into a hotel under a false name. <laughs> Romanoff, <laughs> party of four. <laughs> Romanoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I changed my name to at the end of the night. <laughs> yes, my number is nine one one, and my name is Noodles Romanoff. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, you did bring me on to talk about the concert report, so that's what I will get started with. All right. I'm just actually kick it off with a bang here. Um, uh, can can we kick it off song. with your? Can we kick it off with your theme song? Oh, you're going to do that. All right. Yeah, I didn't realize you didn't. All right. Here we go. Let's go. All right. For who's playing where and when, it's Becca Lee and the Coming At You Live Concert Report. again friday september 24th i'm going to cover a few shows for friday and they're all pretty good so uh hold on to your seats all right at salem massachusetts at Kodo, we've got diablogato and salem wolves playing this friday september 24th Oof, both of them huh one room diablogato and salem wolves oh man I might, might have to leave work early for that one what, uh, what time are uh, doors on that one? Do you know? I don't know. I didn't okay. write it down for that one. So if I don't say it, usually it's around the normal 7 o'clock, you know, sometime in the evening. <sighs> but always check before you go. And you have to check anyways because you got to check uh, COVID policies. That's right. And, you know, if it's definitely still on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately. We've been pretty good lately, though. Yeah, not many cancellations. Stick to the policies. Yes. So also on Friday night, uh, moving over to Somerville, Massachusetts at the Jungle, we've got Gold Star Boulevard playing. Oh, nice. We heard yeah. heard them earlier in the show. We did. We nice. did. And then I asked a little bit down south probably from there, over at Soundcheck Studios in Pembroke. Uh, this is an outdoors show. The Quins are playing, uh, and they have some openers. It's Surfliner and Third Left. So that one, I definitely have written down that music starts at 8 o'clock. It is $25 out the door. I think you can get the tickets for 20 bucks ahead of time. 
Uh, and just one quick note on third left. They've been around for a little while. Uh, they are UMass Lowell graduates. Uh-huh. Uh, they have a real good rock sound, but they have a saxophonist as oh, well. Oh, nice. Very cool. And so that's the the Quinn's Surfliner and Third Left at Soundcheck Studios this Friday, September 24th. And then on the bigger stage down in Boston at Liederbank Pavilion, Primus is playing oh. with uh, special guests Wolfmother and the Sword. Oh, really? We don't, uh, yeah, we don't always announce the big stage, but mm. when we really like it, we do. Nice. Wolfmother, huh? Now, that's a, cool to be able to see Wolfmother with Primus. Nice. Yeah. And again, that's Friday night. Uh, we have all of those shows this Friday. I don't know what the heck we're going to do. Uh, i got to pick one or two, depending on it. Yeah, I tell you, uh, I, then, I hope the people in Pembroke realize how lucky they are to have Soundcheck there because, man alive, they put on a great show seemingly every weekend. Definitely. They've got some good names from the, uh, let's say, New England area coming yeah. through there. And that they can do this outdoors, that's another benefit, for yeah. now, anyways. Right? Yeah, for sure. So that's a big deal right now. And on Saturday, we're going to move over to Jamaica Plain in Boston at the Midway Cafe. Music starts at 8.30, and it's going to be Stop Calling Me Frank, The High End, The Idolizers, and the Shanghai Lows. Oh. The headliner is Stop Calling Me Frank on that one. Nice, nice. So similar similar to the Once, the once uh, Outdoor uh, show, right, where Stop Calling Me Frank uh, was the opener. And the right. Shanghai Lows were kind of kind of in the middle. So very cool. Check out the Shanghai Lows. Lots of fun. Yeah, that's Saturday, September 25th at Midway Cafe. And our friends in the Shirts and Shoes are playing this Saturday. Uh, not too, too far from there. They are playing the Fluff Fest Once Boynton. So this is a Once Boynton Yard Outdoors. Uh, let's see. Doors start at... Doors are at two. Yes, uh, yeah, that's an all ages show or eighteen plus, right? Yeah, but it's actually yeah. Music starts at two because I think they just have the words reversed here. Um, this one is definitely all ages. Yeah, it's outdoors in the parking lot. So the mm-hmm. shirts and shoes are kind of in the middle of the lineup. Uh, let's see. So you go halfway through. Uh, we've got the shirts and shoes followed followed by blind spot, then flying vipers, and then the headliners are the mac macrotones. Macrotones. So that, that'll cool. be towards the evening. And I'm sure the shirts and shoes will be in uh, a great mood because their new album Sinner Swing drops tomorrow. Great! Can't wait to hear that. Yeah. And yeah, that will probably be on Bandcamp and all the oh, yeah. others as well. Yep. Um, but definitely uh, check out the shirts and shoes social media pages for more information there. Uh, also on Saturday, September 25th, we have the Chelsea Curve rocking the driveway. This is an outdoor event as well. It's uh, Melrose Porch Fest. Ah, Porch Fest. And yes. at 170 Warwick Road in Melrose, Mass., corner of Yule Street. <laughs> Rock in the driveway. Uh, I'm noticing there are a lot of porch fests. Yeah, a lot of a lot of towns Boston doing porch area. fests. Yeah, mm, I hear a lot yeah. about that too. Yeah, that's a that's a, a great thing for now. We got to get them in while we can. Yes, for sure. Hopefully things 
continue to be positive. Uh, also on Saturday, September 25th, uh, this is probably the big announcement of the uh, concert report here oh boy. Uh, in Worcester, Worcester, Massachusetts at the Palladium. Uh, we have OFX playing with the Mighty Mighty Bostones. Mm, wow. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is an, also an outdoors outdoor all ages oh that show. the back parking lot there that the, the what they do yeah, there oh. the palladium outdoors okay when did you so say that was it's a saturday this saturday this saturday oh yep. this saturday at the palladium yep. looks like uh, Percy just figured out what he's doing this saturday yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, i'm telling you it would be a good one to get to and uh you know where it says all ages that may be fine just a caution that they're definitely is going to be some explicit uh, t- language, I would say. I would imagine so. Yes, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, with no effects, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no effects, and they've got some openers that are pretty good, actually. Uh, Pennywise, I don't know if you've heard of them. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, they are hardcore. So it's actually, mm. it's no effects tour. So they're hitting a few um, cities, and uh looks like they don't they don't have the mighty mighty Bostones anywhere but in Massachusetts. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. So the Bostones are going on around seven fifteen and then no FX closes uh at eight forty five. They get on the stage at eight forty five. If all goes as planned. Nice. Which Weather weather so looks people. good, right? I think, I think so it's gonna good. get a little cooler. Yeah, looks like a nice, nice day. Seventy three, seventy three, and and partly there sunny. So there you go. Yeah, and if you're out, I have one last. I just want to throw out there: if you are at Thirsty First in Lowell or in mm. the afternoon, there is a benefit for uh, ovarian cancer and um, an impact to a local family here. Uh, the names being Kim Lewis. Uh, it's for her and family. And um, ODB Project, so our friend Mike Dion from the station, yes. uh, he will be playing that as well as Matt Charette, Nick Warren, and Marilyn's Bazaar. So that's all at Thirsty Thursday. Thir- Thirsty First. <laughs> Thursday. That's Sunday. Very 2 cool. 2 p.m. So if you're out and about on Thursday. Oh, gosh, Sunday. Sunday. Well, that's all. I'm throwing in. I'm throwing in the towel for the evening. <laughs> throwing First in the towel, huh? Uh, yeah. Right. So, and it, you, uh, thank you, Becca Lee. You did mention uh, the benefit and reminded me that uh, also uh, Friday night. Uh, so tomorrow night, uh, September 24th, uh, the Jennifer Teft Band uh, is hosting a benefit concert for the for Kimberly. Uh, and uh, Andy, uh, so Kimberly Gunner and Andy Colbert. Um, so these were uh, Natick residents that were victims of a really, really bad hit and run last August. And uh, Jennifer's uh, close with uh, Kimberly. So it's a fundraiser for them. It's at the Burren uh, in Somerville uh, tomorrow. So uh, some, so if you Jennifer Teft, uh, if you if you're not familiar, her her music is blowing up locally. So if you want to check that out, she'll be at the Burn tomorrow in Somerville for a, a benefit as well. Thank you, Pete. Very good. Thank you, Becca Lee. Um, uh, so we, while we have a couple of minutes, uh, did you want to give a, a quick wave crasher report? I know you were out at the Tesla uh, Bad Marriage Show. Oh, 
I haven't gone to bed yet. <laughs> oh, it was that good, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. So we're a little off tonight. Oh, as always, uh, you know, in the last few years, uh, I have not been dis- disappointed by a Tesla show. So that's good that they're keeping it going and then bringing along people like Bad Marriage just tops it all off. And Bad Marriage was great, as they always are. So that was at the casino in Hampton Beach on Tuesday. Jeez, you know, teach me for going out on a Tuesday night. There you go. Uh, and then, I don't know, Pete, did you cover things from the past weekend? I did. I, I touched then. on the, the Thirsty First show. Yep, yep, for sure. And mentioned uh, your, your, your new friend, Johnny, uh, Johnny Earthquake. Oh, yeah, he'll have some shows coming up. Yes. I think maybe next week I'll, I'll have one to announce. Very cool. Some good entertainment. Thank yep. you all. So, and uh, if you're interested in being part of uh, the Wave Crashers, uh, you know, street crew, uh, hit us up on uh, info at waveradioboston.com. We're always looking for people to go out, you know, that are out there in the streets. Let us know about all the bands that are out there, everything that's going on. We want to hear from you because this is your station. This is your music. All right. We're going to play some more music. A uh, band that's trying to, we always say, single-handedly save rock and roll from itself. It's Dirty Honey.
there. Have you been the victim of careless phone users? Been fractured by a Facebook poster? Had a trauma from a tweeter? I'm Vincent Lolifia, and you shouldn't have to suffer these indignities alone. We'll get you the money we deserve. We've been getting people money, or at least Amazon gift cards, since last Thursday. The law offices of Vincent Lolifia, your advocate for all frivolous lawsuits. Located conveniently at the Porter Square Galleria between the dumpsters for Pier 1 importers and the Unos. She's gonna lost her soul She's got nowhere to go Nowhere is home Baby's so cold Baby stays in control And everybody's gotta let her go Just let her go Yeah.
Yeah, all right, that's the Stone Temple Pilots on Wave Radio Boston Interstate Love Song. Before that one, we heard Twig and Lone Babe recorded live in the Wave Radio Boston studio. And at the top of that set, we had Dirty Honey, California Dreamin'. All right, it's time for us to pick up our stuff and get on out of here. But first, we want to thank everybody we need to thank and apologize to anybody we might have offended. All right, as always, our biggest thank you is to our sponsors. Thank you to the West Dover Inn and 1846 Tavern in West in Dover, Vermont. Check them out on westdoverinn.com. Also, thank you to Abrews Tap and Grill in Drinking, Massachusetts. Head on down to Abrews this weekend for live music and great food. That's Abrews Tap and Grill in Drake, Massachusetts. Also want to thank Josh Prost and Sean Valley from Octavate for coming in and sharing the premiere of the Octavate EP, Better Late Than Never. Available everywhere tomorrow, Spotify, iTunes, check them out. They are available everywhere on on all those streaming services. Uh, that's Octivate. All right. Next week on the first wave, we have a bunch of jerks. Well, you say, well, that's how unusual is that for you guys? But no, this is really a band called A Bunch of Jerks. Tune in next week. We'll be rocking out with a bunch of jerks. Until then, uh, be nice to one another. Take care of everybody. And we'll see you on the other side.
you're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.